<laughs> you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, okay. Yeah, man. Some people just don't get it, man. <laughs> Until you show them. How do you show people? You you take the job Morant route. Ah. And you brandish a weapon. Ruger. <laughs> <laughs> Ruger. You know what I'm saying? You let you let them know that you hold it. All right, I have a question. All right. How do gun brands become the more popular ones within the hip hop community? It's easy, rap lyrics. I, no, 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 no. But how do they pick which ones are gonna be? Because Glock is number one. Like if we're talking about the hip hop community and guns mm-hmm. that like are cool to say in the rap, Glock is number one. I'll be honest with you, it has nothing to do with the quality of the brand yeah, or the weapons. It's just whatever sounds good. Yeah, best. Glock sound good. Sound good. That's it. The thing is, when we were in high school, the 2013 to 14, 15 era, you know what the best one was? Taurus. Ruga. <laughs> you know what? Right. You're right. Everything that was in the hip hop community was getting hit with that Ruga. <laughs> um, yeah. We got Sig. Yep, definitely. Definitely the Sigs. Thug brought Sig in. Or the popularity of Sig. Yeah. Desert Eagle is another one. That was a 2000s popular one. Yeah. Like, I heard a lot <laughs> of 50 Cent Desert Eagle lines, okay? Um, For sure. You 2000s niggas love that Desert Eagle. Yeah. Nah, Taurus is cheap. You don't hear too many. You don't hear too many Taurus lines. <laughs> Nigga play dumb, he get hit with that Taurus. <laughs> nah, they not, they not saying that. Um, what's the gun? The 22... Is it is it just because like it's a small bullet? Nobody says like you get hit with that deuce deuce. Yeah, and the Emmett Smith <laughs> <laughs> hitting the nigga with that Emmett Smith is nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to have that that combo real quick. Sure. You ready to get into the pot? Let's do it. All right, man. Episode two hundred forty seven of the Rising Ground Podcast. Let's go ahead and get into it. Communication coming in. Too much that I can't communicate that with all of them. Back. I do wish I had scientists or engineer friends. Let's go. Get out of here, Petro. It's cheaper than it's ever been. And then, who's to say when I will end? All I know is when the portrait painted, better have your portion of the rent. Whoa. A dollar more and you will get upgraded when you think you've made it. You are then Whoa. just tolerated, overrated. Hope I'm 80 when I get my second win. Small potatoes, all I ate before potato chips would cut my corner lips. Stop fucking operator, playing. operator, I would pray that you connect me to a sip. Of sangria, Zambia, camera, cameo, hand me a handful of hips. A stamina, stampede of happily happenings, dabbling into a blip. That's the great. Beyond, neon, beyond the ambience, be honest, you promise that you will live. Do summers ever forget? Put your muscle like a kid. Cucumber will make a trip. Do jump on it, hit a split. Hookers don't really do shit. Whoa. Do get into in it, bitch. Whoa. Rebelling is like an itch. Whoa. Whoa. You already right. She loaded like a band. That's Pluto with 3K. I had to turn a trap house to a mansion. Watch me watch the world take my pain and balance it. It's better to be a house in the world of envy. 
Adidas. White socks, feeling flip flop. To be, to be honest, that's two thirds of Atlanta's kings. We just needed to. Music computers and robbers and looters and looters with shooters and shooters with rookers and shooters with rookers CDs with my tutors and my tutors taught me a terrible miracle. You can lie, cheetahs still killing America. Be celebrated like Captain America. Fuck it, I'm with it, let's get it. This nigga in Nigris and Bentley, Halle and Lennox. Man, I'm a villain with chillin', so I'm never chillin'. I gotta make millions. I used to be dope with the dealin', but that got a ceiling, and we know the usual killin'. Calm down, Killer Mike. We know you still like that, but I didn't know that was still in there. Don't kill him, Killer Mike. What the fuck? Episode 247 of the Rising Ground Podcast. We back in the building. It's your boy Roderick. I'm Jakari. We back in the building, man. It's Monday. Yes, sir. You said this is the beginning, but I don't know if we got that on the pod. We are 247 yeah. episodes in. Uh, just a blessing, man. You know, we close to 250, yeah. halfway to 300. It's not to be taken light. This yeah, shit is not bro. easy. It's we, not easy. We man. haven't said something like that in a while. In a while. Probably this since shit 200. Ain't, yeah, this yeah. shit ain't easy. Yeah, man, it's a grind. It's it's a weekly grind, especially coming in two times a week, you know. But um, that's what we signed up for, man. I love it. I wouldn't want to do anything else, but it's definitely hard work. You know, it's definitely sleepless nights, um, sleepless weeks, sleepless days, you know what I'm sure. saying, whatever you want to call it, bro. But that's the beauty of it, though, at the same time, man. So, yes, 240 episodes is one hell of a accomplishment. Grateful to be here with you again, brother, to do another one. Absolutely. Uh, how are you feeling? How was your weekend? How are you yep. feeling on Monday today? Yes, sir. Feeling great coming off. It's a long weekend. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's Saturday at this point time that we are recording. But, yep. um, you know, looking forward to the long weekend. But I had a long work week. I had to go into the office this week. I mentioned this on the last episode. So just a lot of moving parts with that. A lot of back and forth. Um, I had a lot of meetings, a lot of networking I was doing this week as well, man. So just an overall busy week. Um, I had a flat tire situation. I had to get some tires for the whip. So, you know, just just a lot moving around. But overall, mentally, I'm great. Family is good. Father's Day, you know, I'm looking forward to yes, spending some time. Yes, it is Father's Day this weekend. Yes, sir. Looking forward to spending some time with my people as well. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm high spirits right now, bro. I feel blessed. feel amazing. How you feeling? I feel great. Um, we're coming off of a long weekend. I spent a lot of good time over the weekend. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm speaking as if it's Monday already because um, I already know what I have up for the weekend. And even as Friday's passed, I already know what Friday took care of. I know uh, Friday night, we're sitting Saturday afternoon. Um, like you said, we enjoyed T-Ron and Chef Hoppy's birthday over the weekend. We got together, had a little game night. It was OTF. Um I don't know if y'all know when we say that. That means it was only the family. This it, it was strictly strictly friends and family type of thing. Yep. It was an OTF situation. Um friends, food, family, vibes, liquor. It was a great time. <clears throat> Saw some faces that I haven't seen in a long time. Absolutely. A couple so. of y'all I haven't seen in a minute. Yeah. It's always good to see Familiar faces, old friends, like you said. You know, people just be busy these days. So anytime, Hell yeah, we're, we're grown. We're yeah, grown. Anytime we can all link up together, man, it's always a blessing. I really don't take that lightly. I, and I never really take that into account because I think about the days that the entire friend group, male, female, we would spend weekends out in different cities, two, three, four different days at a time. And now that I'm realizing, oh, that was in 2017, that was in 2018, that was in 2019, we were 20. We were 21. We weren't that old and didn't have too much to uh to think about or to deal with. Oh, yeah, we're full speed in the middle of life now, so that shit really just can't happen. The way we 
the way we used to do it. We used to just be able to, it might be a Tuesday or a Monday. Hey guys, on Friday, y'all want to head to Austin and be there until Monday or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, y'all try to do that shit now. And for y'all listening, because I know y'all are listening, for y'all that try to do that shit now, stop. <laughs> stop. Pre-plan this shit so we can all be there. Um, but yeah, we're past the days, except for those that have the schedules to be able to do that. And there are a couple of us that, that have the, the schedule to be able to do that. But outside of that, I don't have the time to be able to put together the Saturday trip on Tuesday. Yeah, I be needing like at least a two week notice minimal. Nigga, most of the time, <laughs> the two weeks is the bare yeah. minimum, and I mean bare. I don't, I don't want to go on a trip. There was a time last year, y'all were trying to make a fucking out of country trip, <laughs> like a week and a half. Stop, nigga, stop. Um. I do want to make a cruise happen, something like that, um, somewhere in the future yeah. with with the entire group, but has to be planned out. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know where that kind of took me in my schedule. Uh, that was Friday night. Um, even after, I'm having car trouble still. My car's still in the shop. So Kari um, picked me up for the game night. You dropped me off. It was probably about 1 in the morning, something like that. About one thirty. I had friends and family come over after you dropped me off. I was up till like four o'clock, just like with jail blaster guns and all kinds of shit. Like, cause there's kids within the friends and family that are out of school now. Some of them are 13, 14 years old that they came, spent the night. Um, so as soon as you dropped, like dropped me off, probably like 15 minutes later, like niggas was pulling up, unloading like guns and shit. I still got to go home and probably like, vacuum but it was a good time i had taken the little bit of rest that i need as i've grown up i realized a three hour two hour nap or three hours you've gone too fucking far like you've gone too far with a three hour nap. nap yeah absolutely somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour and a half you get you a real good nap in two hours you're pushing it three hours you've gone too far you've missed a bulk of the day at this point but when you drop me off I sent the text messages because someone was on their way. I was like, um, if you fall asleep, left the back door open. But I, I got probably, I wasn't even asleep. I got 30 minutes of probably good sleep in before whoever, or 15 to 30 before they came in. I was good. Like, I was good. I hadn't slept the entire day, and I'm a nap kind of guy. I took probably 15 to 30 minutes of sleep, and it got me from 1 a.m. feeling tired as fuck because we smoked. Or you didn't smoke, but we smoked while I was there. Um, at the game night, I was super duper tired. Lasted me, I could have, I could have been up till five. I was probably up until four though. I'm with you though, like especially these days. I agree as far as like the time frames, but if it's a situation where it's minimum time and you can only get 15, 30, 45 or an hour, that fifteen hit when you get it, bro. It'll, it'll definitely boost your energy. You Absolutely. Know what I'm it'll, it'll have you ready for whatever activities are next up. So I know what you mean. There's been multiple times where I'm like, okay, I, I may have a small period. Like you said, let me sneak a nap in. And that's just, even if it's 15, if you're super tired, oh, that 15 feels it's good. It's crucial. Tough. It's crucial. Speaking of that, it's funny that you mentioned that because the last episode that we recorded. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I wish we could. We need to start posting our bloopers okay. from pre-production, Corey. Bet, bet, bet. <laughs> 
Kari, all right, we have certain <laughs> jobs designated for us. If it's audio, it's usually a Roderick thing. If it's video, it's usually a Kari thing. And that that stands across the board with everything we do with the podcast. So um, Kari's usually a, a bit more proactive than I am. So Kari already set up all of the video, the lighting, things like that. So I was getting our, our audio set up. All right. I'm starting to run through some of the tracks because Kari's Kari's attentive or attentive at the moment. We're going through some of our songs, you know, picking songs of the mm-hmm. week, picking maybe an intro, things like that. Right. Kari tells me to play a certain song that he feels like could be sufficient for an intro. Right. I don't know why he told me to play that shit because I turn the track on and I look over about 17 <laughs> seconds into the track. Oh, Kari's knocked the fuck out. And the thing is, is like, I'm not an asshole. So I'm like, you know what? I got some audio shit to take care of. Right, right. Let this nigga Kari just fucking sleep until I'm done setting this shit up. By the time I was finishing, Kari woke himself up. And I give Kari the good old, like, nigga, wake up. And I say... Nigga, I've been up. So, you know, bro, so I was first That's off, like the normal thing to do. Why do niggas do that? I don't know, bro, because you you honestly feel like you haven't been asleep for long. And the thing is, I, but I don't know why you did that here. You have three cameras on you, Corey. Oh, yeah, I know. I was <laughs> I was fucked either way. And the microphone that was re- recording. Nigga, the only reason why I knew you were sleeping is because I heard you, you heard on the mic. Breathing. Right, right, right. You know, when you get into that deep sleep, you start breathing hard. Yeah, what? <laughs> nigga, was in, nigga, rim sleep. <laughs> yeah, facts. Even though the music was playing, you could hear me breathing over the music. One, one minute, like one minute and 15 seconds, this nigga's rim sleeping. Yeah, man. But the point of that, why well, I wanted to bring that up. So that was maybe like five minutes of sleep that I got. Mm-hmm. I was tired as hell before we was getting started. But that five minutes that That's I got. That's why I got, went through the pod. I was good. Absolutely. <laughs> I was good. I was ready to pod after that. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, so it will do it. Yep. But I started thinking about it. Um, the way I think about plies is Thanksgiving food uh, leftovers timeline. Mm-hmm. And I have it the same way. Like, yeah, 15 minutes. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good. Uh, we like to call it a catnap in the South. I don't know what they call it um, anywhere else. 30 minutes. You've started to fully recharge your brain. An right. hour. You have gotten a very good nap in. Two hours. A good nap, you're pushing it. You're asleep. Three hours is one of those where you wake up, nigga. Is it afternoon, morning, or not? did I miss school? <laughs> did I miss the bus? <laughs> yeah, or should I lay back down until morning? Facts. Am I late for work? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, All no, 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 no. That's, I know late for work is one thing. Have you ever taken a nap on break at work? Uh, no. Okay. Not. Not more recently, maybe in my past, yes. But since I've been like from the remote working from home, okay, um, I have. But I'm always very like assertive. Like I have to set my alarm and get my ass up at a certain time. Because so, you've like, seen the videos, yeah. You've I, seen I've the seen, the joke videos yes, where bro. they get in the car and it's sunny outside. Yes, <laughs> they wake up, <laughs> like because it's dark. It's like, oh shit, I'm fired. <laughs> it's a whole brand new day. Yeah, I'm fired. Now I, I've been in my break status for five hours. Yeah, <laughs> I've done this before, but. It didn't get me fired only because of the circumstances. I was still in training, and I had to be on site, on campus during training. At this particular job, they did a lot to help the employee. So there was a break room 
with a massage chair. Oh, shit. And it was a quiet space room that you yeah. could sleep in. Right, right. So we went for break during training, and it was one of those days where the trainer was giving you a little lengthy. He was like, you know what? You guys usually have an hour and a half, like an hour. Take an hour and a half. Okay. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was eating my lunch, <laughs> snacking and shit during training. So I'm going to take this entire hour and a half, take my fucking shoes. It was No, it was one of the massage chairs that goes all the way down to the legs and the ankles. You know what I'm saying? They they set you up. For oh, failure. My, absolutely. <laughs> it's really they fault. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So it's probably like 12 noon. We get to the point where it's maybe like 2.55. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Almost 3 o'clock? Yeah. So Jeez. keep in mind, I had an hour and a half. So if it's 12, I had until 1.30. Okay. Stamn near three. <laughs> Stamn near three o'clock. And I'm sure at this point they're like, yo, where is Roderick? Um, so I think somebody finally, because the training room was on the exact same floor as the break study room. And you could kind of peek down a hall and see all the lights are off in the break study room or the study break room, whatever you want to call it. Somebody is in there sleeping. So they were like, you know what? I think he's over there in that room. They caught me in there, like, laid out. <laughs> Knocked out. Second week of training, two points added. To- <laughs> For real? <you laughs> two got- points added already. Oh, I'm like, shit. All right, come on now. Damn, <laughs> many, the- what was the scale? Five? I think five was the last six fires you. Okay. So I picked up two points week two. Sheesh. Yeah. It was off to a bad start. Come on now. Yeah. We quit there. I was going to say, you didn't last long. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, like, it, we didn't last long at that spot. Yeah. <clears throat> That's funny though. That's hilarious. But um, I'm feeling good headed into Monday. Okay. Okay. I don't think we had an intro, but everything we just talked about pretty much suffices. That was your intro, guys. Absolutely. You were looking for an intro past that. Fuck you. You're greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you better go listen to Joe Button or some shit. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. Sleep. No, 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 no. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay here, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they on their phone scrolling. <laughs> they, they trying. Joe stop, 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 stop. Buddy. Yeah, they got Joe B in. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Uh, let's get into the music. All righty. Let's do it, man. Why'd you put this up first, Carl? Man, come on. Let's just go no, ahead and get it out the way. God, bro. Like, no, just the way we said. Kari takes care of video. I take care of audio. Uh-huh. When we take care of pod business and how we're going to arrange this pod, Kari takes care of music. I take care of news. So he pretty much lines shit up. And sometimes Kari puts me in fucked up positions. <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're going to start on this fucked up position Kari just put me in. Because the first thing we have up is Gunna. And I want to preface this by saying on Friday night, <clears throat> Me and Kari headed to Chef Hoppy's game night together. We already said this in the intro. Gonna drop his album on Friday morning, Friday midnight. Something at midnight on Friday, because y'all already know I wasn't listening to this. Something told me, I don't know what it is, but when you get in this fucking car, when Kari picks you up on Friday night, the nigga could put a child lock on if he wants to. He's going to lock you in this car and force you to listen to this new Gunna album. I step in the car with Kari on Friday. He's got, I think you got that Wiz Khalifa or something. something I had, had K Tremine playing. Yeah, you had the K Tremine playing. Yeah. My house is near a freeway. 
like we got we, we kind of got to go through some residential backstreetish part to right, get right. to the freeway. The entire back street, we're Catramine, mm -hmm. vibing, chilling. There's good conversation. We make this right turn to get on the freeway, which is the stretch to to merge. Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, I mean, the, the long stretch yeah, right. to the entire destination. Okay. Our our ride is a freeway stretch. Right, right, right. As soon as we get on this freeway, this nigga car he turns gun on. <laughs> Why did you do that, nigga? Like, I knew he was gonna fucking do it. And the thing is, he said he knew he was going to fucking do it. Uh, yeah, I knew as soon as you got in the car, um, I already had it on my mind as well. Like, I'm going to play this gunner. Because I knew you hadn't heard it, right? And I obviously had heard it that morning a little bit throughout the day. And You was, woke up and played that gunner first? No, 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 no. I definitely played. There was some other, like, R&B tracks that came out that I played first. But okay. um, as the day went on, I did spin the gunner. The album, A Gift and a Curse. But as you got in the car, I knew you hadn't heard it, so I wanted to play you a few songs that I, you know, was actually vibing to. I actually liked it, listening to the album. So, yes, as soon as you got in the car, I played it. We did not listen to the entire album. We did played not. maybe three songs Three or max. four tracks, yeah. yeah. Um, but diving into the album, yes, Gonna Drop, A Gift and a Curse on Friday. The album, I believe, had 15 tracks, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me get to that. Was it 15? No, I don't know. I didn't look. I was just okay. agreeing with 15 you. tracks. No features at all. Oh, uh, go figure. Because <laughs> nobody likes that nigga right now, yeah, Corey. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But what I will say, listening to the project, I have listened to it all the way through. Um, I'm still on the same stance as far as like, I don't understand why we drop music, why we're still talking street oh, shit, things and like that. But I will say, I enjoy it. I enjoyed the project, man. It's a Gunna album. Gunna knows how to make good projects. He's never not made a good project to me. So this is another example of that. There's great songs on here that are vibe. There's great beats. He's still working with familiar producers uh, that he has in the no, past. Kari, don't do that. He has. Who, he no, did. I know. I know. But you know what you're doing by doing that. I'm just... Because he ain't working with Wheezy. Wheezy out of here. <laughs> I'm, just, hey, I'm just spitting the facts, man. Is he working with Wheezy, Kari? He's not working with Wheezy. We know that. Weezy said he not fucking with Gunna. He called Gunna a snitch. Right? Weezy out of here. Whatever. But Turbo is one specifically that, you know, they made a lot of music in the past. Turbo has beats on here. Um, but overall, man, like I said, Them Turbo it's not, beats from last August. No, whether or not it's new or not, who knows? No, it's, just fine. it's not a bad project to me, man. I know niggas going to have a lot to say about Gunna dropping music, how you feel, things like that. But, you know, I don't really care about all the nonsense. I was going to listen to the music regardless. I think it's a solid project. I've only heard a few tracks. Let's let's just start from the beginning because I know y'all are looking for me to like trash this already. We know Gunna can rap. That's why he's a rapper that's made it this far in the game today, starting from 2016 to now. And pre-YSL Rico trial, he was top five biggest rappers in the game. And we can argue top 10 best of these hot rappers out. So we're not going to move to 2023 and expect Roderick to say he doesn't know how to rap or that this is terrible fucking music. You're not going to get that out of me right. because th that would be me being contradictory of everything I've said before. Exactly. The nigga didn't completely change while he was in. He's still gonna. Yeah, yeah. The nigga, <laughs> right. nigga, he looks like me. He went from, yeah, he he went from uh, <laughs> weighing more than you and weighing less than me. Right, right, right. But uh, <laughs> um, I haven't heard it full length. What I've heard, Gunna sounds like he's rapping like the Rents do. 
<laughs> this nigga's rapping like his life is on the line. Yeah. His back is on the wall. Of course it's good. Did you hear how Kanye rapped when he <laughs> talked to fucking Taylor Swift? <laughs> like she was shit and then everybody told him to leave the country? Yeah, nigga, you got to rap like the rents do. Oh, um, so from everything that I've heard, the rap's solid. Mm-hmm. Is it DS4 solid from the tracks that I've heard? No, 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 no. Never. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's not even wanna. It's not... Um... Drip, Dripper Drown, I believe, was the one before that. It's not. It's because he does not have the collective pieces behind it to mm-hmm. make it that. He Correct. doesn't have the features that he might need to make it an incredible or an enjoyable um, experience. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the production that may be right. able to make it A minus, A plus. Like, if he's sitting at B plus right now, the way Turbo got him, maybe those Wheezy beats, maybe, uh, maybe. a Metro yeah. beat, mm-hmm. maybe Tay Keith takes him into the stratosphere. I agree. But he doesn't have that right now. If you ask me, Kari said he doesn't know why. If you ask me. Don't know why what? Why he's getting this music out right now, okay. things like that. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, Thug can drop, and we'll get into that weird barcode and all that. If y'all think Thug can drop a barcode and not tell you niggas that he's still fucking with his brother and to leave him alone, come on, guys. <clears throat> I think it's even a little cryptic. I mean, a little, it says a little something with the name of that shit that came out. The title? Business oh. is Business. Oh, we'll talking, get, we'll, about the, yeah, we'll get to that okay, in a I'm second. Bad. But okay, I'm saying, okay. I think it's, a, I think it says a little bit even at that. But um, in my eyes, Gunner's going to drop as much music as he can before Thug gets out of jail. Okay. I know we're still on the fence of what will Thug say when he gets out? And we're still waiting to see what Thug says when he gets out. But if I take uh, the assumption route, my assumption is A or B. A, like I said last pod, the label doesn't have any new money coming right now or outside of maybe merch, things like that, because there ain't no shows from YSL going on. There's not any albums dropping from YSL. So YSL needs a bag coming through. So we've got Gunna's album sitting until business is business. Whatever that is, right? Um, Or Gunna's got to get this shit out before Thug gets out. Uh, Because once Thug gets out, if he's not fucking with him, he's going to change the trajectory of Gunna's career. Yeah. That's no. it, it's going to change. It's if if Thug gets out, he's not fucking with Gun. It's going to end his career. Correct. I mean, and I'm I'm agreeing with you on both A and B. Both could be. They right. could be. Yeah, they right, could right, be. Right. I'm not saying one's the other, but exactly. they both could be circumstances or Correct. instances in Gunner's situation right now. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> when, when you put it like that, it makes more sense as to why Gunner would to us rush an album out. You know, to him it may not seem that way, but to us, I do feel like it was. We're rushing it out because we don't know what's going to happen next. So I feel you on that. Um, I was going to say something else, but I can't really remember. Oh, that's where I was going to go with. Despite, like I said, Gunna being a good rapper, of course we know he can rap. Of course we know the music is going to be good. Of course the nigga's going to rap like the rents do. When we get to that content, Corey... I had to stop it. I, I I could not go through. It's not even, it's not, Kari wants to make it like niggas being gangster or something. I'm not even, he's talking about being solid and shit, man. Like, I feel you on that, bro. I just give you a hard time on, on that. Um, because even myself, you know, it's just like certain bars, certain lyrics, it's just like, mm, it's questionable. He's hard. Like, 
He's supposed to be a hard rapper, like a gangster. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. chuckle listening to your music after mm-hmm. I hear you say something. Or like question if it's really, are you really like that? Yeah, you know you, what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you mean, bro. It's like the, the guys know, like, I'm solid. I'll never. He said something <laughs> as well, like, I'm going I'm to send the cleaners. Like, after, yeah. basically, you know, cleaning up emergency scene. I'm going to send shit. my shooters and shit like. I, I get you. Gonna. I get you. And I get you. And like I said, with me, um, I feel the same way. Like, some sometimes it's just like, mm, you know what I'm saying? But. I'm just, I'm a fan of gun. I'm always be a fan of gun. That's why I do enjoy the music. Going back to what you said, the nigga's not, not going to make good music. I understand that. But yes, there's certain songs, even myself, I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, you got to skip it or you, you can't just really rock to it because he may say something and you have to sit back and think like, mm. yes, to put it in whole perspective. <laughs> I always say this because I remember the very first time I heard it. You remember where we were? And the very first time we heard 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's tape, um, and I, I think it was No Heart. The first time I heard No Heart. Savage Mode? Yeah, mm-hmm. like Young Savage, Why You Trap. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we were listening to it from the lyrics to the beat, all of it, and we were going, oh, this shit is scary. He's like, a, he's for real. He's a killer. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. We, we literally said, yo, this beat. <laughs> Sounds like a graveyard beat. Literally, like, it sounds like the Undertaker was about to come out. <laughs> that is the feeling yeah. niggas want listening to street music. Mm-hmm. If I've heard certain things and now I know it's not, it's not really like that, mm-hmm. and you still portraying it, mm-hmm. I don't get that feeling when yeah. I hear the music. And I'm 100% with you there, bro. I'm 100%. Um, that's with me. Listening to Gunna, certain songs, certain lyrics, it takes that away from me as well. It's like, damn, you know, like, yeah, I, I love you as an artist. I love you because you know how to make great music. But the lyrical content, it's like, yo, this ain't even real. It doesn't give me the same. It ain't real. So, yes, and, I, and I, I'm glad I made that point so I can finally differentiate it from everybody thinking that. I'm under this fucking some street I, shit. Yeah, I go, I go home and I and I think that I, I put my, I, I stick clips in the shit. I don't know, I listen to no goddamn snitch. No, nigga, you get a certain feeling from music. Absolutely, that, bro. That once you know it's a sham, you don't get that feeling right, anymore. Right, right, that's real. That's so, real. Yeah, I'm glad we was able to break it down that way because that's real, and I feel you 100 yeah, percent on that. Some niggas like <laughs> take the fucking flag out your pocket, nigga. Right, right. It's a lot of niggas on Twitter that had a lot to say, like, you know, because uh, a lot of people was like, I'm not listening to no rap. Yeah, and there's niggas that are like, bro, y'all are not street niggas. Right, right. Stop fucking doing that. And I and I get you, like, yeah, separating it from, like, obviously niggas are not gangbangers. You don't have to be a gangbanger right. to not like it anymore. Exactly. I know what you mean. That's real. Thank thank you, guys. Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got this fucking right, platform right, right. that I can fucking explain shit. Yeah, yeah. Because right. all... I've been giving you a hard time on purpose. Yeah, no, Kari been giving me a hard time. And the thing is, if I were to argue with somebody on Instagram, mm-hmm. they're going to give me an even harder time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever, street nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, nigga. I saw some shit. They was like, niggas out here wouldn't even kill a fly. <laughs> but, but, but they won't they listen, won't to, listen <laughs> to Gunner. <laughs> That's fucking oh, funny. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> For real, though. Oh, man. But from what I've been hearing... This album is solid. It's solid, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's it's very solid. I've been I've been asked one more big question. I was asked this at the game night. I was told this at the game night. uh, A couple of different conflicting opinions, and the question was basically, "Will gonna be the album 
that brings hip hop its first number one. I wanna I wanna come here and let you guys know this is not me being a hater. No. Not even me being a hater as well. I'm just gonna say no. Like it's I get the point and I get the comedy behind if it were to happen, but honestly, I don't it's very Highly unlikely. I'm almost willing to bet 100% that that shit is not going to happen. Yeah, he's going to be at the top of the charts, obviously, because it's gonna, and nobody expected the release to happen. So the first week numbers may be boosted a little bit. But number one album, I would def- I would be shocked. I would be shocked if that shit went number one, being the first hip-hop number one of this year. I just don't see that happening. Gunna is <clears throat> losing fans. And... I'm not saying he's losing enough fans to take anything away from his music or the the bread that he's got coming in, but we're in a year 2023 that it's hard this year for rap albums to make it to the top. Mm -hmm. And if you're losing fans, Dirk didn't even make number one. He didn't lose a damn fan. I was about to say, like, that's the perfect example. He's the biggest in the game. Didn't lose a damn fan. Only got more off that J. Cole... Um, feature right and still didn't go number still one. didn't go number one <laughs> come on y'all and he saw what 124 still didn't go number still one. didn't go number one gonna is losing fans right he's not gonna go number one on top of that we have morgan wallen's new album that's not number one he's number two gonna's not going number one we've still got a taylor swift album sitting in the top five Gunna's not going number one. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a lot of competition from the other genres, y'all, this year. That's That's been another Absolutely. factor um, as far as why hip-hop, the numbers may look like that. <clears throat> yeah, we haven't had a big release. I know we talked about this on the last episode, but also from the other genres, bro. It's been hella competitive. Bad Bunny's still topping the charts, and his shit came out last year. Absolutely. Like you said. Just like was it Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen. There's a few others. BTS dropped some shit this year. There's a lot of K-pop still topping the charts, you know? I don't know who the Stray Kids are, but they're sitting at number one for Five Star, the third album. Man. And if they're on top of Morgan Wallen, Come on. Gunna's not getting the number one album. Yeah. I I yeah. like Gunna. I was outside of the... I mean, I like Gunna's rap. Yeah. But no, 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 guys. <clears throat> we're going to need, I'm trying to think of a, a new age rapper that can come in and do this for us because all I can think of right now is Drake, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. These are the only ones that are going to get, I don't even think Lil Wayne gets you a number one album right now. No way. He's not getting you a number one album right now. Um, New age, new age, new age. Lil Nas X gets you a number one album right now. That's about it. Lil Baby doesn't... Ooh, does Lil Baby get you a number one album right now? Yeah, Lil Baby gets you a number one album. Yeah, I'm going to still give Lil Baby number one. Lil Baby, even though he's quieter right now, still takes the cake as the, the biggest rapper mm-hmm. in, in today's game. So I think he gets the number one done. And we're still waiting <laughs> on him too. Absolutely. Uh, another artist <clears throat> that you would expect to be up there, but he still didn't even go number one. Jack Harlow released the album this year. Oh my god, He didn't even go number one. Yeah. I'm just, he didn't go number one? I don't think so. And if he did, he might have <laughs> went first week and then went right back say, down. But that, I'm just trying to add more to the point as far as like... It's a hard year for rap. Oh, hip-hop is, is struggling right now. It's a hard year. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and Moneybag Yo sitting at 10 on the charts. Wow. SZA is still on the charts too, y'all. Like, man, I love, I love that shit for SZA, man. Come on, man. man. It's competitive. She's been on the chart 26 weeks in a row. The album came out December last year? Yep. So, like, come on. Taylor Swift's been on the charts 33 weeks in a row. 
Morgan Wallen's album came out in March of this year. He's been on there 14 weeks in a row. He's still sitting at number two. Come on, y'all. Like, we're hey. just giving y'all the facts, man. <laughs> You're, we're going to need... We're waiting on albums besides Dirk to crack 100. We're going to need a lot more than 100 or 125. Yeah, we're going to need two. We're going to need 150 to two. Yeah, to start cracking these number ones. Even get close. We're remembering last year and the years before... Of all these rappers going num, uh, number one, but if you have to remember, they're cracking 180, they're cracking 190, they're cracking 200. It's not happening like that right now. Yep. And the worst, worst, worst part about it, Kari, is we're not getting back there. It's not, you're going to have certain biggest set of biggest set of big that take you back to that space, but let's take the time to let everybody know that might think differently those days of every single week there's a rap album in number one it's over and you will never see it again i ain't gonna lie it's a lot of artists as well that we look at as the top artists in the game names like baby dirk you know you can go on yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and there's still a lot of those right, right i don't and let me say this i don't mean that their career is over by any means necessary but their runs that they had their two three four year run yes, of being on top it is over. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It's completely over. Think about it like podcasting. We're sitting at the very beginning of it, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of room to be able to grow from it. Rap really only started in the 70s. So even in the early 2000s, we knew it hadn't peaked. It hadn't made it to its highest level of commercial so we still have a lot of leeway and a lot of places to go with this. So even when you're looking at Wayne and Drake in 08 and 09. Tearing it up. That, yeah, tearing it up, killing the game. Right. They still have a mountain to go to get to the top. To say, they, they were really like unicorns in a sense. Like, yeah, they were killing it to us from the hip hop numbers. But if you compared it to every other genre, we were still competing. Yes. And we they were still trying to reach the top. Like we're trying said. to break the mainstream exactly. at this point. And we've told you guys year on year on year, we've gotten to the point where rap is the mainstream. The country artists are collabing with rappers mm -hmm. to go mainstream. Mm -hmm. The pop Artists are collabing with rappers to go mainstream. Yep. Yep. We used to need the white folks to go mainstream. Yep. So once, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. It's not just in music. It's in everything. It's only down from here. Or once you hit the peak, you don't peak again. You mm -hmm. just go down from there. Music, rap music, hip-hop music, it hit its peak somewhere between 2018 and 20. And I, I said it. Kari said it. We said it's all down from here. You're witnessing the all down from here. Mm -hmm. And it starts with these sales plummeting. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get back to that rate. Mm -hmm. It's over. Yep. Rap might not be over because this, this sound will exist forever. Right. And there'll always be a kid one day that wants to be the biggest rapper in the game. Mm -hmm. But um, the space in this genre existing the way it did the last five years, that's done. Yeah. That's done. And, um, you know, who's to say maybe one day it starts over, you know, and and we we start this this run of uh, the success that we've had over this last, you know, what, five to 10 years again. But as of right now, I don't think it will. I'm just I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, because I don't really think I don't really think we'll ever reach this peak again as well as far as like where we are. But I'm just saying, like, 
the mainstream aspect where people are using hip hop or rap to go mainstream, I think that still appears somewhere down the road. I don't know because um, the only thing that has always stayed the most popular is pop. And it's because pop is under a genre that doesn't have a specific sound. Whatever's hitting is pop. Right. There's been a point in time in the 70s or from the 60s to the the late 80s, 90s, where being a motherfucking rock star was the thing. <laughs> the electric guitar, even mm-hmm. on into the early 2000s. Absolutely. Rock is not the same anymore. There will never, in my eyes, there'll never be a time again where rock music is hidden like that because we burnt it out and we made so many sounds with the electric guitar that you can't make another sound that's brand new mm-hmm. with the electric guitar. Y'all jammed and burnt that goddamn 808 up oh so God, much bro, that we don't want to hear a beat thump no more. It's gotten to the point where we don't want to hear beats thump anymore. Mm-hmm. You've ran it the fuck out. And of course, since we've gotten computers, we can always make a new sound with rap. But same thing with rock. Um, country music had its its hits mm-hmm. uh, or its, its time period. Rap is having its time period. Alternative had its time period in the early 2000s. When you see disco, but disco died. I hope rap never goes like disco. Look up this. I doubt it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Look up the story of disco. A baseball game one night ruined disco. <laughs> one night ended the whole fucking genre. For for all the listeners and viewers, look up how disco ended. That shit ended in a night. Man, <laughs> how the fuck these niggas were throwing disco records on the fucking field? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> But I hope rap doesn't go down like that. But you're seeing yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the end of the commercial, the commercialization of rap. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the 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 beginning of the end. I I hate it, but at the same time, I kind of like it because we're under such a microscope that back in the earlier rap days, we could kind of move around and do a bit more. Um, I'm not saying without getting in trouble, but without having to abide by. Like the, soci- the, the standard, the society rules because we're right. being looked at as number one. Back in the early two thousands, you know, some some rappers go around smacking niggas. You could go around doing certain shit at the concerts without it making headlines every single time because we're pop now. Yeah. Um, if we go back to just being a subgenre of music instead of being music's genre right now, I know what you mean. Thing things can get. We have more freedom to do certain things that when you're at the top. Um, because when all eyes are on you, all attention is on you. You yes. you can't really bring that negativity to main. You can't do whatever you want. I know when we're, when we're just a niche, we can behave as a niche. Exactly, and you have more freedom to try new sounds yes. that, that may not work. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because when you're at the top, we only want the best. We only want the best. Which is why, for the last five to seven years, from 2012 on, I hope y'all know business people. They look at the numbers. They knew rap was going to peak, and they knew what rap was going to do. So they they had this shit kind of already planned out. That's why we got the streams. That's why when shit, that's exactly when we moved to that, they already knew that was coming. Yeah. um, I'm forgetting my points, but but we can kind of, we can just go back to building our own, our own routine of things. We're not we're not gonna be looked at as it anymore. I'm with you, man. <clears throat> that was that was long. 
It's a great conversation though. Was, <laughs> that was all in Gunner. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but like we said, man, um, just we can end it off and move on if you don't have anything else to say. Gunner's Project, A Gift and a Curse, if you want to check that out. 15 songs out on all platforms. Uh, you ready to move on to the next project we had? Uh, Yeah, we had another project? So, Killer Mike, we did intro. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're intro right. Intro with right. the song Killer Mike, Future, and Andre 3000. But Killer Mike dropped his album, self-titled Michael. The track you heard was Scientists and Engineers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, that... Honestly, it's the only song I've heard at this point in time. Um, well, the song with Young Thug as well. I have heard that one. Um, but I'm sure this entire project sounds amazing. One thing I want to say, though, about Killer Mike in that song uh, specifically that we intro with, he back to talking his shit. Hey, no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that nigga Killer Mike. Hey. Past the trap days of Killer Mike, because y'all know those days. Mm-hmm. Killer Mike has reform not only himself but he's taken the steps to to do prison reform yeah, yeah. to like he, philanthropy yeah he's yeah. really just about heightening the life or the quality of life for the black individual these days um and he's very political these days but when you heard scientists and engineers hey yo killer mike is back talking about the streets this nigga talking about Burning, burning his ops box down and shit. All, all type of shit. Oh my god, I ain't heard this killer might go crazy like that in a minute. Yeah, since <clears throat> he on that run the jewels shit. <laughs> but it's just so unique because he's still keeping it professional within the rap, even though he's talking about certain things. Uh, he he talked about like how you know he used to be on the drugs in that game, and he knew the outcome. Nah, of- but now I can go out to Europe and make me a, cu- a couple milli. But now I can do and, and go totally cool out with my things. kids. You know, you now know? I can just go out. Now nah, he was he was talking that shit. Bro, that's, now I can yeah. hang out in Brazil yeah. until I'm over the hill 50, yeah. and I'm still going to be out there fucking on these bitches. You Stop playing I mean? games. You know what I mean? Real, just like OG type shit, you know? That's another thing that I was going to say. In today's times... I'm finding the music that I'm listening to or liking is not you young niggas' music. Say, man. Um, <laughs> I told you guys last <laughs> part, some of my favorites have been at Jim Jones this out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that DJ Drama's putting out these days. Yep. I, um, Alchemist is another one. Everything The Alchemist. Uh, uh, um, that Lloyd Banks project from yes. last year that I, I sent to you. Yep. There's just so much that's going on from... The older space in rap, because I'm getting older and I'm finally understanding that I am, I'm a lover of the true essence of hip hop, not what you niggas are trying to make it. Um, and the hip hop is not just one certain sound. So there are adaptations of it that I hear today that I'm like, oh man, he's he's doing his fucking thing. Yeet, like you doing your fucking thing, like. In 2015, 16, 17, or from 12 on, when we hear Thug, that's it didn't sound like hip-hop to us man. when we heard I'm a stoner. Right. But as time went on, we were like, oh, man, this is hip-hop. We were just like, bro. And this nigga is he's he the game. ushering in yeah. <laughs> a new fucking game. Absolutely. Um, But I just stick to the core yeah. like a lot. And Killer Mike is that. I cannot wait to leave the pod and listen to this shit in full length. All right. He's one of those that when I heard that verse, I didn't know this was off an album because you played it for me. You sent it to me, but I was busy and I didn't get to listen to it uh, until you played it in the car. I didn't know it was an album. Now I have to listen to this album. Absolutely. 
Another one, just to add to that conversation, obviously Nas is the perfect example of that. Absolutely. He's the epitome of that. The way that he's been able to come back and really, of course, adapt to the new sound of hip hop. Effortlessly. But still produce with that true essence sound of the the origin of hip hop. Absolutely. That's just another example. French Montana's album that came out this year. Yes. It's it's doing the exact same thing. Um, Coke Boys, is that the one? Yes. That came out? This yes. Year? Yeah. Um, I love that tape. Yeah, Coke Boy Six. Man. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a lot of rap that I listen to these days that are from not so much like the prominent new artists today. It's like those, you know, more mature niggas that have been in the game for 10 plus years at this point. And that's why I have to back up again and I have to appreciate the fact that hip hop has made it number one. Thus far, yeah. Because we wouldn't have had the space for Jim Jones to come back and and take over mm-hmm. type shit. We wouldn't have had the space. Well, uh, French Montana is still doing what he needs to do, but to to have the promotion that he needs to be like to, that he needs to to uh, to take over. Mm-hmm. To have Coke Boy Six where it was. To have some of these older tracks where they need to be because Killer Mike's not at the the level of acclaim that Andre Three K is at. Andre 3K could drop at any point in time, in any era, and we're going to go grab it, even if it was just a CD. Nope. Andre 3000 could drop an album right now, and it could only be on CD. The nigga sell 100,000. Absolutely. He, he going to go number one. Oh, he going to sell more than, <laughs> it's 3K. He going to sell more than 100,000. He going to go number one for sure. Um, But you have to thank rap going number one for the resurgence of a lot of the rappers from the last 15 to 20 years. And I'm kind of glad that we're taking a dip or a decline because I, I'm not for stopping anybody's bag. You dumb niggas don't need, like, a lot of these dumbass niggas that are rappers today, you don't need the resurgence that Jim Jones got the opportunity to take. Um, like, That's I, only for the old, old rappers. We don't need these new niggas re- resurging. Yeah, like like years. Killer Mike being able to, to sell records, do all this. Now, yeah. he never lost it or anything right, like right. that. Um, but... I don't I don't need Lil Pump to be able to do this in 15 years. Like no. to be able to get back to, with one of the greatest producers and no. try this again. No. Nah, 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 Um, so let's take this back down a notch. Um Don't get too far ahead of yourself, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Uh but Killer Mike, one more, and this was something that you kind of mentioned in pre-production. We talked about Andre 3000 making a sort of comeback for this uh, specific track. You said it was rumored there's another track from Andre 3000 out there? Yes. Uh, I was uh, insider info. <clears throat> Doing our deep dives. Yeah, there was, a re- <laughs> there was a report that was given Okay, that basically said there is another Killer Mike and Andre 3000 track out there. And on this track, Andre 3000 raps for seven minutes straight. And that's the type of shit with most other artists, you hear that and you're like, yeah, Cap. <clears throat> no. I believe it. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a track somewhere with yeah, yeah. Andre 3000 seven rapping minutes. seven minutes straight. Yeah. Probably no course. Probably just seven minutes straight, like they said, just rapping. Andre 3000 is a gift um, that hip hop doesn't fucking deserve. And he knows we don't deserve him, which is why he hasn't given us to him. That's why he don't drop music. <laughs> yeah, which is why we never got that critical acclaim Andre 3000 solo, solo album. Yeah. Um, but if you think about just a few of the verses 
that he's put down in even the last 10 to 15 years, there's smoking niggas' discographies. Exactly. Like, if you even think about this verse right here, you can pair it with the verse he did on Donda with Kanye, mm -hmm. and that two-track duo wiped up a lot of you niggas' music from the last five years. Pair that with some of the, like, the tracks that he did with Frank Ocean. Nope. You pair it with the tracks that he did with Drake. Nope. Um, Rick, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. 16. Ain't enough. Oh, my. Can never forget that. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 un, it's unmatched. Yep. I said this in the intro, but there was music playing, and I kind of want to add Thug into this because I said there were only like three or four. Andre 3000, I will say, is unequivocally the best rapper that has ever come out of Atlanta, Georgia. Ever. Um, and I say that just based off of his lyrical ability. He's never had to follow a gimmick. And um, he, he's always been himself, whether that's different, whether that's normal. Mm -hmm. um, everyone else, they, they kind of have a gimmick that they have to stand by, whether you're a gangster, whether you're this, whether you're that. Um, Andre 3000 doesn't have to answer to any of that. And he's always been the best. He's never reached for acceptance from anybody. He's just always been Andre, and he's always been the best at being that. Um, I want to throw T.I. in there because T.I. is the king of the fucking South. Um, I have to throw Future in there because, honestly, Future might be the biggest rapper that's ever come out of Atlanta. And thought, I don't know if there are any other rappers out of Atlanta that I would put in that category. I used to I used to put two chains in that category, but if we're talking about like the biggest and kings out of Atlanta, I'm going to go Andre three thousand, Young Thug, Future, and um, who did I just miss? Uh, Ti. Okay. Yeah. Solid list. Am I wrong? Am I missing me, like people? I was trying to think as you were talking. I couldn't really think. Two chains. Um, I would still have him as an honorable mention, just because the way that he was able to just two chains really changed the sound as well. He did, Even though he came in later. He was an older rapper. A lot of niggas was biting two chains flow. Yes, you know what I mean. So I definitely have him as an honorable mention as well. And he was an underground legend in Atlanta for a long, long, facts, facts, long time facts, before he even started rapping. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely a solid list. I can't really think of too many, um, just to add. But yeah, I agree with you. That's okay. a solid list there. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Hit Boy and Big Hit Surfer Drown Volume Two. Yes, yes. So yes, I added this as well. Just another project that came out on Friday. So obviously, Hit Boy dropped the first installment to this uh, series, I believe either earlier this year or late last year, but the difference with this one, his father, Big Hit, obviously, um, just got out of jail. He did a bit like nine to ten years, and if you follow Hit Boy, his whole career, he's always talked about what he would do if his father ever got out of yeah, jail. You right. know what I'm saying? And so obviously once that He's bringing it to fruition. Came now they have a project together, and his father used to rap. Like oh, his father's not bad either. Yeah, oh, his father like his father can rap. It's a, it's another one of them OGs. Like he he really used to rap back in the day before he did the bid. Now he's coming out, and you know, Hit Boy is one of the biggest producers in the game. So he's been able to collab with his father and do a project. It's just cool. I haven't heard all of the songs on this one. There's one with Dom. Yeah, I haven't heard this one at all. 
the one with Dom is called Monte Carlo. I've heard that one. Um, there's another one with Big Sean. I've heard that one as well. But um, just overall solid project. I'm expecting it to be. I'll definitely give this a full listen and have more to say about that on the next uh, Thursday episode as well. Produce, that's all I had. Really. Producer wise, I don't know why I get this notion, but I'm gonna speak to it. I feel like all the other producers hate Hit, hit Boy. I don't want to say hate, but I feel like I feel like they don't fuck with him because he's not he he doesn't do what it takes to be industry. Yeah, I can see what you mean, and I mean he called niggas out on that that alchemy. Oh, I know that. I mean, well, but if that's but, the case, you could hate Kendrick Lamar, right? But even before that, I know what you mean. It's because of the route that he took, and like yeah, he, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, like you said, he didn't he didn't take the industry route. He took the route of the underground and he had to fall he had to grind that shit and come back he had to make his own sound he had to develop um the the shit that he did with Nas to bring him back you know it was just a lot of things that we didn't see and hit boy makes a lot of the beats from scratch himself a lot of the producers these days even though they're popular i love them they're the greatest a lot of producers these days co-produce a lot I was, of shit i was going to say yeah and i, I hate that every single time i speak I make a Kanye reference, uh-huh. but if you guys see how Kanye makes it's my from, beautiful dark twisted fantasy, scratch. no, oh no, that's not. Oh, what I, I thought you were about to say there are sometimes that Kanye and Kanye's the fucking greatest. Mm-hmm. So I can say this and still know that he's the greatest because Kanye can make a beat straight from fucking scratch. Absolutely. But nowadays, if you see like, and that's why these albums by Kanye are so monumental and so great. The nigga have six or seven or eight or nine or ten different producers in there working at the exact same time, which is why he made that backhanded ass comment about mm-hmm. Kanye when his album was dropping and um, Donda was dropping at the same time because he was like, yo, it's just me and Nas in here. That's it. That's that's <laughs> it. Because Donda was about to drop and right. when Donda, I mean, when Kanye produces, he super produces. Right, right. And that was before they, they rekindled. They was still yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point in time. Because um, you remember, Jay had to step in and really tell Hit, like, don't do that shit. Oh, if, if you ask me now that I've seen how everything played out, Jay not only stepped in and said, don't do that shit. Jay was like, no, y'all, y'all niggas going to clean this up. Clean, clean this up. It was needed. Yeah. I feel like even needed. if Jay and Kanye are not fucking with each other... Jay still does that big bro shit. Absolutely. And he, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kanye respects it no matter what. That's his big brother. You've heard him say a million times, as many times as we fight, like, the nigga, that's the boss. the boss. You hear Drake <laughs> say that about Lil Wayne. Like, Wayne. that's the boss. I can't even say I'm better than him because at the end of the day, that's my boss. That's the boss. He said that on Nori shit, Kanye. He was mm-hmm. like, yo, I will do a versus against everybody. And it wasn't even that he thought his music wasn't better than Jay's. He went, no. Nah, that's the boss. I can't I can't go against the boss. Just a respect thing. Just a respect thing. But like I said, um, agreeing with you, producers these days, there's a lot of animosity from the top producers in the game, names like Metro, Southside, uh, Take Keep, you can name them. But like I said, with Hit Boy, he does make a lot of his beats from scratch. They do. And a lot of the hottest producers in the game, they don't. And that's not taking away from the quality of nobody. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. It, no, Kari's not going to say, yeah, it is, nigga. Hey, it boy <laughs> makes this shit from scratch, y'all. That's all I just want to point out. All them drums and shit that you hear, that's him on a beat machine making that shit himself. It's taking the quality away, guys. Do fucking better. Hey, 
let's do it, man. Anyways, that's all I have. We can move on out of albums. You want to go into songs next? Yeah, we've been waiting on this Trippy Red and Sky Morales track. It's called Took My Breath Away. We've been waiting on that to drop yep. as it's supposed to be the first and leading single from Trippy Red's A Love Letter to You 5. Um, that dropped on Friday. I know for both of us, A Love Letter to You, that series of Trippy Red holds a special place. So it has to be of top tier quality mm -hmm. when we hear tracks we know are going to be on a Love Letter to You series. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how you feel about this one. Uh, so first listen, we did hear a preview of this, I believe, uh, earlier in the week. He took the Instagram and dropped like a little teaser. We did. He had a teaser for the music video as well. Okay. Yeah. First listen, um, it sounds okay to me, man. It just... Like you said, because I'm so high on what he's done with this series mm -hmm. and the way that he's made music that's been near dear to my heart. It's, mm -hmm. it's made me feel the pain, the love, and all of the emotions that he's poured out into those songs, uh -huh. right? This one so far is not doing that for me. I think once we get the project, it'll sound better placement-wise. Mm -hmm. But right now, uh, it's it's okay. I'm not going to say it's bad because once we played it again in pre-production, I still was like, mm, it ain't all that, but it sounded better from the previous times I've heard it. But to me, I think he could have came with a better rollout single. Um, I think Kari's hating, guys. When I heard the track off first listen, I was like, hey, nah. I fuck with this. Sky Morales, to me, did exact. Sky Morales, I don't think Sky is what you're talking about. Because Sky did what she needed to do for me on this track as a, a chorus. Um, but I don't know if it's because a love letter to use have a certain style to it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when they, I mean, they all kind of had the same type of vibe to it. But a love letter to you, too. I'll say was a bit more rap. One and two were rappier. Definitely. But um three is when he took the, the turn. The heartbreak type of rap. <laughs> right. Two was the rappiest, but I will say two is probably my favorite one. That's when I caught on to Trippy Red. Okay. And this kind of reminds me a little bit of rap Trippy Red. Now he still okay. has that heartbreak beat on it, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I like sometimes when he's not singing and I can just get bars from Trippy Red. There's another song that I'm trying to think of the name of. Um, it was on Life's a Trip. Um, I can't even remember. I think it's Missing My Idols. Um, and I think that one might have been a Wayne sample at first or he said something about Wayne on it. This reminds me of that track. This is like missing my idols when he can just rap and go crazy. Okay. I like this, Kari. I don't know. Um, and Trippy Red's not heartbroken right now. Trippy Red coming off of every single other love letter to you. Well, the ones that you are familiar with. Mm -hmm. He was smack dab in like the middle of like happy relationships yeah. during. Well, he was having happy relationships um, love letter to you one two. It's shit started going south in three and four. Those are the ones that I think are your favorites. Um, or three three, three is is eighth. Three deserves awards. <laughs> Grammys. You, you, <laughs> hey, Trippy Red's a love letter to you Sheesh. three deserves niggas taking their hat off and tipping that bitch to okay. him. That's a that's a a masterpiece. Okay. <clears throat> 
But three and four, he was kind of down. Five, he's in the midst. Of, he, that nigga's in love. I've been seeing him. Like, okay. oh, he's 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 in it. So okay. don't be expecting the heartbreak, heartbreak tracks. <clears throat> okay. I don't know if those are the ones that have been doing it for you, Corey. But I don't know if we're going to get those. We might, and he'd be a fool not to, because I remember before this whole relationship thing that he's in now, we got a slew of tracks that were supposed to be on the A Love Letter to You 5 um, sampled or teased that never came out. Those are from 2019, 20. Nah, nigga, we need them. Yeah, I need them. Because I was looking at his, uh, remember he put out Mansion music earlier this year, and that was strictly hip hop. That was fucking horrible. Exactly, that's my point. <laughs> so he shouldn't even put that out. Right, right. But my point that I want to make with this tape, if he goes full hip hop again, like he did on that, bro, I'm not gonna like it. So even though he may not be in that same headspace from three to four, which may have caused the heartbreak music, if he's happy in a relationship now, perfect. That's fine. I love it. But I need some of those more. B-side and slower tracks for me to appreciate the project just because that's when I that's how I fell in love with Trippy. Like that's the only sound that I know from Trippy. Nah, he better not. He better not do that shit. I'm going to be what, ex- go full rap. If he not even if he were to go full rap, he needs to bring more melody into the beats. Okay. Everything he tried to do was hardcore. It was like metal rap. Yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. hear that. And he's technically he, Class He's emo rap. emo rap, but he went like full screamo. Emo rap's over. Juice World's dead. XXXTentacion's dead. Lil Uzi Vert has transitioned from making that type of I was music. Say, he's no longer emo rap. Emo rap. Uh, Lil Peep's dead. Who, who else do we need to name from <laughs> Lil, that? Lil Pump didn't make it. Yeah, like who, <laughs> who else do we need to name from that genre or that subgenre of rap that's dead? And it was all because they were on drugs. Lil Xan, he's not doing that shit anymore. He's he's strung out. That's over, guys. Mm-hmm. It's just rap now, mm-hmm. which is why they're trying to do this. Which, exactly. Which exactly. is why he's doing this. Exactly. <laughs> um, it just ain't hidden yet, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. It's because we said this. For how long can you be sad? Bro, for like, how long can we talk about trap music facts, before niggas grow up and want to listen to J. Cole, want to listen to the music I was just saying that the right. old heads are making? That's the problem. Yeah. We say that all the time. That's the reason why the music's probably not hitting in rap anymore besides the fact that they're doing what they need to do to take the numbers down like up there in the exec offices. Mm-hmm. Nigga, all of y'all that were listening to Lil Pump and 6 9 and whoever else that we were just naming... Y'all are 21 now. I was about to say, y'all had to grow up too. Yeah, y'all are 22 now. You know? And you don't fucking like that music anymore. The only thing you got now is NBA Youngboy, and that's because he's pivotal. Right. And (laughs) you can't, I mean, y'all can, but you can't really take them drugs no more either when you grow older. You got to have other shit. You got to live life. And your other pivotal rappers that could have transitioned into, like Juice, he could have done whatever he wanted. The world was his. Yeah, bro. You don't have that anymore. Your rappers that you could have held on to to say like emo rap still here, they just are kind of doing. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. Wow. We had a whole subgenre of music, and they them niggas got wiped out. They killed it from 2017 to 20 or 21. They wiped the whole subgenre of music out just with drugs. Facts. Niggas literally killed it. 
No pun intended. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, you can't use that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can say that. You cannot. That's illegal. You can't you can't use that sound behind that sentence, nigga. <laughs> My bad, man. Uh, we fucking potting. I'm man, not going to lie. We're going crazy right now. We haven't even gotten into you guys' news yet, and we fucking potting. Yep. But moving on, you, you done with Trippy? Yeah, we're done with Trippy. You want to get into Trippy Red's ex-girlfriend? Let's do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's completely outshined Trippy Red at this point? It's crazy how that shit happened. Koi Lorray. Oh. Uh, her album is set to drop this Friday. Yep, self-titled Koi. Yeah, she dropped another track this week. Mm-hmm. It was called Run It Up. You played this for the car. Uh, you played this in the car for me on Friday. I liked this one too, Corey. I can't lie. So, man, you know, Coyle Ray, we talked about it last year, her project. If you can get that name for me, I can't remember. But she dropped last year. The numbers weren't great. But we told y'all, Coyle Ray. Trendsetter. Trendsetter. We told y'all that album had great music on it and that she was going to learn from that and produce way better, right? She's got the most potential in the rap game today. Bro, so this song, Run It Up. I absolutely love this song from Coyle Ray. I love and it speaks to some shit. When we were saying all of the tracks before that we loved from Coyle Ray, but they were sample based. Not this one. Yeah. This, this one is not. just Coy. And it's no feature on this one. Mm-hmm. That was another thing we talked about with her, her last project. And we understood why it was it was full of features. It was her first mech, uh, like mainstream release. The label was trying to, you know, get her to be that that person that she needed to be. This song, and specifically this album, there's only maybe like four or five features. Why is Wasted not on this album? I'm just because now, it's a sample. That's the sample one, ain't it? Wasted energy, wasted. Damn, why is wasted mentally? I mean, it came out last year, and maybe she's just trying to go with the shit that's brand new. Oh, that's going. That's but getting players is on there. Hit. They were all. They were all. But wasted is like it wasn't a top ten Billboard. She's probably she's probably going for the star right. studded tracks. All right, whatever. my body bops and players are those are big hits. Right. Um, How many songs? This is gonna be sixteen songs. I like that on I mean, Trendsetter. I think she was going with something towards twenty two or twenty five. Somewhere around there. Yeah, she had she had twenty tracks on there. Okay. But if you add the music videos, we got the twenty five. But okay. she took four off. She took a lot a lot of those. Features off. Right, exactly. We're not really working with many hip-hop features at all. We got Lola Brooke. That's hip-hop. You've got Saucy Santana. That's hip-hop. If you want to count gigs, but that's not even American hip-hop. Right. She's got David Guetta. Uh, She's got James Brown, but that's a man's world sample. Um, And she's got Skilla Bang. I don't know. Not familiar. Oh, is that Skilly? That's not Skilly, though, is it? That might not be Skilly. Um... I know what she's doing with this album. Yeah, and I know what the label is doing as she's well. She's doing what the label's doing with exactly. this album. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's working, bro. She, like we said, when it when we talk about potential, and I'm not even just saying women, we're saying men and women, hip-hop, rap, she has the most potential right now to be a star. And the label knows that, which is why first album, Trendsetter, we had features from Nicki Minaj, Young Blue, Young M.A., 5 G Herbo, Her, yep. Nav, Dirk, Nigga, Gillian Wallow was on this. Polo G. Yep. But in one thing, and I said this as well when she released last year, even though that shit was full of features, um, they did a great job of picking beats that great job. 
that worked for the feature. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they just threw such and such big names on bullshit. Like every beat was tailored to the yes. specific yes, sound or flow of whatever artist was on there. So the labels have done a great. Her, who who is she with? Uh, I believe she signed to Atlantic, but let me just double check. Okay, whoever who no, she she signed to uh, Uptown, but it's it's Republic. She okay, Republic. Republic for sure. They they're doing a great job so far with as far as the way that you know. They've taken their time with her. They've mm-hmm. seen what has worked. So the singles going back to Wasted, Bob's Players, every time she's put one of those singles out, there's been um, a TikTok following behind. She's She's been on Instagram she's promoting. A, she's pushing, damn near the queen of, of TikTok at this point. You know point. what I mean? So it's working, bro. Like the formula, whatever they've done over there, it's working. So I'm looking forward to this project to hear how she sounds this time with no features. And you can see what they did uh, business-wise. First album... We're going to capture the entire hip hop audience, okay? Because she's a hip hop artist, right? Once we've got that, because she did what it took music wise and on the outside, social media correct. and pop culture correct, correct. to be able to popularize herself between the black culture mm-hmm. and the hip hop community. Period. Oh, we got that check mark. Let's move on. Let's when I see music. David Guetta, we're going for that pop audience. Yeah, come bro. on. When you uh, who was the other guy that gigs gigs, bro? Like when I when I see that, I'm like, all right, I know exactly. We're gonna have some some Caribbean, we're not trying Caribbean. to go international. We're gonna have Afro beats we're type to shit. Go international, I, yeah. <laughs> I know what's going on. Like, oh, you they that's that's also saying to me that they think Koi is that big already. We're like, gonna see, we're gonna see. We're gonna take her international already. She because outside of the music being top tier, she's only 25, I believe. But um, if they can build her into that superstar persona, mm-hmm. all the while making her an international artist musically, she'll be she's gonna be a list in five years. Coyle, I'm going to market here, <laughs> and we'll be here in five years too. So, <clears throat> Coyle Ray will be a list in five years, Corey. It might not take that long. Yeah, I give her shit. Two to three. Yeah, I know. I was really just giving myself a buffer. Okay. Depending on uh, how this album sounds as well, I, I, we can revisit that. Uh, before I give my time frame, What's I want to see how this album sounds. Or what if this album's fucking amazing? Then, like you said, two to three years. Because th- she's going to go on concerts. She's going to tour. You know what I'm but saying? But the thing is, she's young. She's it's very social media uh, friendly. And women... women Take shots at her body, man. They gonna talk shit about this album, even if it do, like it does hit. Corey, the women are the niggas aren't gonna like. We are not gonna talk shit at this album. Mm-hmm. Is a hit, hit, hit. Mm-hmm. But they gonna get on her ass whether this is good or not. Yeah, I hate that too. <laughs> <clears throat> we will her. see. Yeah, love her. That's my baby. Yeah. Um, let's move on though to Doja Cat. Oh. We know Doja Cat's album is on the way. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of Doja Cat a couple of days ago, Corey. What about it? Doja Cat, nice nigga. Doja Cat been nice, man. She just, oh my god, I didn't see that. Doja Cat has been nice. The thing about her, people just ain't been able to separate her, her from the devil. Yeah, her, oh. her personality <laughs> from her music, and and all. Remember, she had a little situation as well where there was like some racist comments. There was a a concert. Well, that's because she was in those racist chat rooms being a Correct. fucking hootie patootie. Correct. And then there was also like a concert she had. I forget what country it was overseas, but she didn't show up or it was just a lot of controversy that she had. Oh, she's on. a weird fuck. Don't yes. don't get it twisted. And I'm Absolutely. not saying that there's any 
prize or reward in being normal. There's not. Yeah. But she's a strange fucker. Absolutely. She's definitely, uh, like you said, abnormal. But the song that she did put out this week that had the blogs going crazy, had social media going crazy, was called Attention. Well, the album had niggas going crazy. The album's out? No, the album cover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, um, but, but yes, the song is the out song. called Attention. Right, right, right. The I song. heard the track. Yeah, man. So Doja oh, the song's great. Doja Cat is a rapper, y'all. Like, I, I don't want y'all to, like, misunderstand. Like, I know whatever, she can be called a pop star, rock star. But on this song, she showed that, hey, she, I can really rap. She's very versatile. And um, I want to start everything because I know y'all know where we're getting and where we're headed with things. If you've seen any news in the past week, I want to start this by saying I love the Doja Cat song. The song is great. Doja Cat has worked herself into a position where she's one of the biggest artists in music. And honestly, she's one of the best artists in music right now. And I'll go as far to say it, like I'll go as far to say that this album she's about to drop is going to be one of the best albums that the two like the 2020s has to offer. Period. And we're only in year 3 of the 2020s. She's about to drop one of them ones. Like one of them de- career fine like career defining type of albums. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pivotal. But what the fuck is going on with that album cover, Corey? You know, and I want to I want to address this not only Doja Cat, I just want to address this from the the industry period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know the obsession with the devil, bro. Like that, oh, I know the obsession with it. That shit is so weird. I know the obsession with it. I just don't like we still got like places to go to get famous and shit. Um come on, guys. You know the entire <laughs> you, you know the industry, Corey. I know, bro, but it's just like, you know, and we we've had this conversation before. It's just so in your face now so in the forefront that it's like damn like it used to be subtle there's to be it, like it things you had to just you know find out yourself maybe read and, and piece it together yourself now it's just like nigga this cross is upside down oh we're burning oh this is devil horns like right in your face oh this is an upside down triangle whatever you know it's just like damn um when did we get so lax that's my question when social media came into play because the thing about it social media gave an opportunity for everybody to not only be able to talk, but for everybody to be able to relate. Okay. So there, of course, was probably a small community before that have been able to take a look at, and I'm not going to outline this for everybody. If you want to go look it up, you look that up. Um, They've been able to take a look at album covers and Mm -hmm. go, Oh my God, that's the same as that one. It's the same as that one. It's the same as that one. It's the same as that one. Um, and they're able to look at shit like the stuff that Lil Uzi would do, or like they would look at it when Marilyn Manson did it back then, because he was one of the only ones that would go that far with it. Right. But we didn't have Instagram to where everyone could get under the comments of a post and go, devilish, 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 devilish. Oh, you think that too? Oh, you think that too? We would have to go to school and call somebody Illuminati. And then argue with your friends okay. on why the fuck you think that. And then the rest of your friends are going, there's no fucking Illuminati. You're crazy. You really think that they do that? <laughs> Car used to be one of those people. Was I? Oh, my God. Don't do that, Kari. <laughs> Um, I know you're talking about Cole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kari's under this wide <laughs> assumption that Born Center just is under the... <laughs> 
Kari thinks just because it's his favorite artist that it really does have the reverse meaning that all artists tell you that it, it really means the opposite. No, no, it just it means the opposite, guys. Trust me, I know, bro. In 2013, though, like I wasn't going for that shit, bro. Kari was ready to fist fight niggas over it, shit, man. Bro. What do you mean my favorite rappers in the Illuminati, bro? There's no way he sold his soul. And it's the thing impossible. is, guys, y'all might be right in the fact that it's not called the Illuminati. I'm sure. It's not called the Illuminati. Yeah, but it's it's a secret society, though. Oh, it, oh, what, it, whatever y'all want to title, it's the same. Oh, it exists. Yeah, and niggas, um, and niggas will give up their dad for it, <laughs> <laughs> or mom. Oh no, I was talking about me. <laughs> no, <I> was, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> nah, bro. But um, there's there's a there's a certain whatever contract or you know if it's uh, a legal agreement. I, who knows how it happens oh, but oh, for that. for these artists sacrifice whatever oh, you want to call it's the it the same way you saw in that little little Uzi Vert picture that he's posting recently facts facts but you want some wine these artists oh yeah it's a drink <laughs> and then when you when you tilt the wine glass you see the red sticking to the Ooh, fucking side man, of the cup man 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 but now nah, definitely you know man watch watch house party nigga okay for sure for sure it's it's definitely like some some sort of thing though these artists once they get to a certain point in their careers Things change. And whether or not it's the Illuminati, whether or not it's the secret society, whatever you want to call it, uh, we've known for years on years that artists do something to get them to point B to point A. And it's just as simple as that. I'm not going to go deep into it. Y'all can oh, research. Go, go ahead. You can I'm do whatever you want, but it. It's, it's, it happens, bro. J. Cole, yes. All right. It happened, bro. Um, I'm, I'm now saying that 10 years later... It happened. Some niggas, I'm going to go into it without going into it because <sighs> you niggas need to see this. Because some niggas don't always take that, that, that route. Some niggas turn down $50 million and go to Africa. Mm -hmm. um, um, Marcus Garvey shit. Yeah, we should all listen to Marcus Garvey. Um, we should. Um, I don't even know if I can find ways... To say it yeah. without saying it. Um, y'all niggas think that Chris Brown got to beat Rihanna's ass and then just come back with, with look at me now in the greatest <laughs> fucking career ever. You don't just resurge off of nothing, nigga. Um, oh, my gosh. Because I told you niggas this shit months before it happened. <clears throat> and I, I don't know if I said this to you, Kari, but I definitely said it to my siblings. Do y'all remember that day in early 2019 where Tory Lanez was like, I'm going through this fucking blah, 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 blah problem with my label and I'm going to air all of this shit out on Instagram live at 7 p.m. tonight. And that nigga never did that shit. And then he had his way out of the label like April that year or some shit like that. And he boasted and boasted and boasted about how he got his way and got out of that legal fucking loophole to get out of his, his industry deal. He's fucked up now. <clears throat> I'll just say that. That shit real, dog. <laughs> it is. I can't wait to get my dad out, dude. <laughs> we going to the top, nigga. <laughs> just sit back, bro. We're going to be straight. All right. I'm just playing. Appreciate the show. Um... <clears throat> Happy Father's Day, though. Dude, that's what I should do yep. for Father's Day. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go, hum? <laughs> what make them niggas show up? <laughs> Chill out, bro. I'm going to have to say this bitch. <laughs> My fault, bro. Did I just summon the devil? I'm like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> oh, shit. What's going on? That's what That's what Franklin said he had to do with the end of fucking Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. That's the shit that I mean. Why the fuck did he have to summon the devil to do better at being Franklin? Exactly, bro. All right, yo. Yeah, 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 I know. I know, I know. And the thing is, I like, that conversation. white people really don't have to do all of that shit in the industry. So all of the other white people that he was sitting around at that round table, he thought they were all in the shit with him. <laughs> they they were was like, looking at that nigga sideways. They were like, what? Boy, they was looking up a side White people head. just get to be good, clean, and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I know, right? We got to work for the devil and shit. <clears throat> yep. Nobody ever asked Adam Sandler because he just gets to make movies and shit. Still to this day. Adam Sandler is the blueprint of how niggas should be acting. That nigga came from nothing. (laughs) Grinded it out of the mud. He puts his friends on like good roles. Like if Mm y'all realize every one of those Happy Madison movies has the exact same cast. Mm -hmm. That's his shit. All his niggas that was down at the bottom. He pulled them up, made them actors. Even if they wasn't actors, he has the same fucking extras, if y'all see. They be in the movies, too. That nigga pulled his, his people up. White people, we need to start... I mean, black niggas, we need to start making uh, Adam Sandler the beacon. He still go play uh, hoop with niggas on the weekends and shit. And he be giving niggas buckets. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> all good, man. That's, that's all we had with music, though. You ready to move in into news? Are we like an hour and a half in on music? We are. Fuck. We potting in the day, man. All right, yeah, let's go in the news. We were supposed to still be in some sort of a music realm when I when we brought in Young Thug, but we've been so far deep diving. Let's talk this this QR code that was posted by Young Thug. Okay. It was titled Business is Business. Yep. The same day that Gunna dropped his album, which was Friday morning, everyone woke up Friday morning and saw this cryptic QR code posted on the Instagram of Young Thug. Um, simultaneously after that, there uh, were multiple other rappers in the game that decided to reshare that post. Metro Boomin, Lil Durk, um, I don't know if Lil Baby did, I think he did. I think so. A bunch of, of different artists started reposting that same QR code. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's titled Business is Business. I have it here. It was reposted by the likes of 21 Savage, Drake, Metro Boomin, Lil Durk, Doughboy, 808 Southside, Chance the Rapper, Wheezy Out of Here, DJ Chase B, Ian Connor, and Gunna. <laughs> That's funny. The thing about it is, I feel like Gunna, and I don't know if I'm the only one that feels like this. I feel like Gunna just saw everybody posting. He was like, shit, put that shit up. <laughs> He's like, let me put that shit, up. I right. got to put that shit up, too. Yeah, yeah. So niggas don't think I'm different, bro. Thanks, <clears throat> But we don't know what this is. We don't know if this is a song, no this idea. is an album, if this is a statement. If Whoa. I just got an idea. But what thoughts, Car? Um, all right, yeah, I'll go first. My thoughts when I just said this is, what if we open this up and this is Young Thug's first pin letter? Mm. We're all waiting on a song. We're waiting on an album. And I'm sure it'll probably be music. And I'm just trying to be a good person and go too far with shit. But this could be the very first letter written down from Thug, perhaps explaining everything. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to lead 
more to that. Obviously, we know we probably get music eventually from this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with you on your stance because the countdown, I believe, is set to end Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's not a Friday where you're going to get new music. Exactly. And I know niggas try to drop on different days this week, but this just seemed a little different to me. Like you said, it's cryptic. I think we could get some sort of statement from Thug or maybe from the label as a whole. Who knows? But this is going to address the the allegations. You've yet to hear one single solid word from Young Thug unless it was a lighthearted joke post mm-hmm. about Mariah the Scientist maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of that you ain't heard a damn thing. The way it's supposed to be gonna I'm sorry. <laughs> that boy got some, <laughs> some feelings towards that man. Well that nigga yes ma'am the shit out of it. Bro alright. He's oh, come on come on come on He man. snitched in 4K Gary. <laughs> That nigga was in 4K. Man, he was, bro. He was, bro. (laughs) Jesus. It gets me every time because y'all niggas say, how is it snitching? He indicted the gang. All right, let me move on, because that should be getting me tight. I know. Here, here, look, maybe I am am trying to be a street nigga. I was going to say, maybe you you got it in you, bro. For real. (laughs) Maybe I am trying to be a street nigga, man. (laughs) Um, Uh, But no, just back to to the QR code, though. Um, like I said, I think we get music eventually. Maybe we do get a Friday release upcoming this week from from Thug, right? Right. But I think agreeing with you once again, we're gonna get some sort of statement. I'm gonna lean more to towards that and say whether it's a pen letter, whether it's someone who was able to communicate with him finally on the inside, because we all of the shits as well that we so called heard from Thug or Thug said it's all been speculating, and it's just like, bro, who really has had contact with Thug? You know, up until this point. I would say nobody outside of just like immediate family, right? But all these like producers and niggas that's in the label and like niggas like Lil Gotti, things like that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you may have had communication with Thug. Lil Gotti talked to Thug. I don't believe it. I don't believe he talked to Thug. You don't think Lil Gotti has talked to Thug at all? No way. How Because he's on the inside, bro. There's no way Lil Gotti has talked to Thug. I don't believe that. Lil Gotti was never arrested or never was never mentioned right. in any of this. And right. So he's probably someone that made it to the call list of Young Thug. I I don't see why you don't think that. I just think he took he was one of those that was just trying to follow the wave of like, this is being said, this is being said. Let me just use this as an attention grabber for myself. I don't think he had no communication. Lil Gotti is Keed's brother. What does that mean? He was just as tight with, with Thug as Keed was. And as Gunna and Umfunk and all them other niggas, they had no contact with Thug. Thug was literally them niggas literally got their communication like that. They had to have their their um their videos xed with each other because them niggas were trying to talk to each other from jail. Who him and Gunna? Don't you remember they got their communication xed oh, yeah, even yeah. during the court because I remember that them niggas couldn't stop talking to each other from fucking jail. Nah, he talking to some of them niggas. He was trying to talk to Gunna. While they were both, this was before the plea, though. Oh yeah, he was probably. Ta- oh, are you saying he was talking to all of them before the plea? I'm saying as far as him and Gun- Thug and Gunna communicating, that was before the plea. Once the plea happened, that's what I mean. Like the communication from that point had to only be immediate family. I'm saying like mom. Are you sister. saying that Thug was talking to everybody before the pleas? Possibly. And he just stopped talking to everybody no, after the plea. They cut the communication off. From that point is what I'm saying, like the courts. Like maybe he had more communication from more people before the pleas, but after that, I don't I think that communicate that line of communication was cut. 
don't know. Lil Gotti. You, you might be right about that. I don't think Lil Gotti is communicating the way he's making it seem. If he's communicating with Thug, by all means, who am I to say? But he took the Instagram trying to turn on Gunna when he only in this shit because of Gunna. Like, nah. Gunna helped put him on nah, towards the label. Nah, I'm with Lil Gotti. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't you. with nobody, bro. I'm just saying, like, I really think nobody is really had as much as communication as they made it seem. Like, they just know how Thug is feeling on a day to day basis. That's See, I gotta that's disagree. unreal. I, I maybe not on a day to day basis. For me, <clears throat> there are way too many people that are extremely close to Thug that have already gone on the side of fuck that nigga. That need Thug's approval to do that, but why? Okay, Um Funk is this nigga's blood brother, and why is nobody talking about him? Number one, because he's not. All right. Oh, let me address that, Kari. See, because the, I've been getting mad at niggas saying that shit. Um Funk's not a rapper, and nobody I'm gives not, a motherfucking no, fuck about I'm not, him. I'm not talking about. No, us. I mean the commenters that yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, y'all saying y'all have all this energy for Gunna. Right, right. Um Funk's not a rapper, yeah, yeah. and we don't that. give a fuck about him. Stop. Not, I'm not saying the no, reason no, why you're saying. Let I me know. address these niggas. For yeah, you. yeah. Stop saying <laughs> that shit in the comments. Like we don't have the same smoke for that nigga. It's the same smoke for that nigga. We don't we care don't about him because he's not a rapper. Right. We just don't know yeah, him. But on your tip, sorry. I'm on the tip as far as like the people who are so called close to the family. Why ain't they saying nothing about Um Funk? That's my. I want to just question that. So that's Thug's blood brother. Because all right, the thing <laughs> the thing about it is that I've gone home and I've thought about a lot of this shit. I've thought about a lot of this shit, Corey. And told you be up at night, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This keeps me up. Eh? <laughs> yeah, oh, my blood's boiling. <laughs> oh, fuck, gonna. <laughs> uh, um, but. I'm keen with people too. So I, I don't know everything. I don't know anything. But I can look around and probably make a certain couple of assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um Funk or Un Funk, whatever you want to call it, based off of his actions and the way I see him and <clears throat> the way I've heard him talk, he's the stupid nigga from the group that nobody gives a fuck about anyway. Okay. He's. I watched the judge give him his sentence like that 10 year sentence or nine and a half years for the gun right and the nigga heard exactly what the judge said sat back for a second looked at his lawyer and asked the lawyer if he was going back to jail did you hear this nigga so when i look at um i think that he's the nigga in the group that they like yo he's a fucking dumbass disregard his stupid motherfucking ass anyway because we expected this from him okay we know some niggas that we have to disregard because we expected that shit from their ass okay 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 i feel you so like i said i'm ignorant to this situation i know nothing Right, right right but from the eye from the the uh the spectator's eye he's the one out of the gang that you knew was gonna do dumbass shit so you expect that from his dumb ass anyway. Not only just committing the crimes, but you knew his ass was going to go in there and talk. <laughs> he don't know no better. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even know he okay. was talking. Okay. Now, Gunner wants us to believe he's on Fook. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he got tricked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> because the rest <laughs> of the gang <laughs> believes it about Um Fook. Okay. He's trying to get niggas to believe it about, about him. <laughs> we don't believe it. They're like, nah, gonna. You too smart for that shit, bro. <laughs> now that nigga. All right. See, that makes sense. I know exactly what's going on in this fucking gang, I man. You, bro, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> These gangs ain't no different. Everybody has the same, the same roles yeah. everywhere, nigga. It's the same morale. We had an Um Fook. <laughs> You know Um Fook, Kari. That's why we don't fuck with Um Fook no more, nigga. 100. Eh. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I'm oh, with fuck. you. We got an Um Fook and we don't fuck with Um Fook. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. 100%. All right. But we don't know what this is. I hope it's a message. I hope it's a message more than I hope it's a new track from Same. I don't Fook. care about music that much as as much as I want to hear Free something. Big Slime out the cage, nigga. Yeah, like that's, that's what niggas want. For real. <clears throat> Are you ready to move on? Let's move on. All right. Chief Keith seems like he's back, Corey. I agree, man. Or at least he is doing what it takes. And we just talked about uh, Doja Cat and all his other niggas. He might need to do a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> to bring this shit back to number one. But Chief Keith is is trying it. Uh-huh. Um, Chief Keith, Almighty So Too is on the way. That's mm-hmm. set to drop in uh, August. I think August yes, 11th. Yes, sir. But... Ever since he announced Almighty So Too is dropping, and that's a classic mixtape. There's a reason why the mixtape he's dropping is Almighty So Too. The first Almighty So came out, I believe, in 2012. It's the critical, the critically acclaimed mixtape of Chief Keef. Now, you have for a mixtape, you have Almighty So for album, you have Finally Rich. <clears throat> he's been doing a lot to bring himself back to the forefront of rap. Mm-hmm. And it's just been announced that Chief Keef will be performing at the 2023 BET Awards. Yep, you are correct. Almighty So, the first one came out in 2013. Okay, 2013. Um, but around that same time, 2012, 2013, Finally Rich dropped 2012. Yes. Chief Keef was supposed to perform at the BET Awards that same year? And at the time, yes. He was He was slated to be, the uh, I believe, the headlining performance... At the 2013 BET Awards. And at this point, if you guys can remember, if you were there, Chief Keef was hotter than fish grease at at this moment. He was the biggest artist. Or when we talk about, we still have Jay, Kanye, Lil Wayne, Drake. But the new age rappers, the way we look at Dirk and Lil Baby now, he was the number one of that. He he ushered in Chicago. Yep. Drill. Yeah, Chicago drill. Mm -hmm. Should we say that? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to do the performance that night. He missed it. I believe it was a blatant skip. Okay. So from that point on, I, he might even say fuck BET or something of that sort. Oh, okay. From that point on, he was banned from BET. He had no like he was no longer allowed to not only perform, he wasn't even allowed to show up and attend the BET Awards. Sheesh. Specifically and specially for the 2023 awards, this ban has been lifted. It might have just been one of those, hey, it's been a long time. For me, it's it's more. I, I need this promo. It's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- this is specific promo. I needed the headlines to come out to the blogs that a ban has been lifted. So this looks good for this this promotion or, or this tape rolling out. Absolutely. You get more eyes <clears throat> to the performance, to BET. People do certain shit nowadays. I talked to you yesterday about y'all don't realize it's promo, but when an artist comes out and they announce, 
I charge $250,000 for a verse now. They're not even doing that to let y'all know how much they charge for a verse. They're doing that because there's a tape on the way and they want y'all to talk about them. Yep. It's not even about the uh, the amount for the verse because more than likely, them niggas don't charge that for a verse. And if they do, that's why they don't have no features out. I agree. A lot of times, niggas don't even charge for verses really these days, period, because they only work with niggas they fuck with yeah. anyways, and they don't charge them. Um, but, um, but back to Chief Keith. Yeah, but back to Chief Keith, like you said, definitely with BT. Everything that he's done with the rollout as well, I'm expecting big, big, big production on this Almighty Soul too. Oh, you should already expect it because he said he said go get DJ Drama. DJ Drama's already been tapped for for Almighty So too. I and it. I forgot the other big producer, um, but he better win. I know he's gone crazy in the last four to five years, but uh -huh. y'all better go get chopped. Ooh, you don't have Chief Keith if you don't go get chopped. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. It doesn't work. Need that. <clears throat> but we need Chop Beats. We need DJ Drama. DJ Drama, I don't even think, was a part of Almighty So One. Nah, it was DJ Scream. Okay, that's what he said. He said, yeah. I need Scream and DJ Drama yeah. for Almighty So Too. Mm -hmm. um, we need a big track. We do. And I'm sorry to say this, Kari. And I'm not even sorry to say this because we need it. You need OTF 300 back. <laughs> you need... You need OTF. You need Glow 300. Mean that that, that OTF Glow back. It's not happening, man. It's not happening. You think it could happen in 2023? Um, I'll be shocked. It could happen on Chief Keith's side, but Dirk never left Chicago. Dirk is still hard body on that Chicago shit, right? Um, and I don't know if y'all knew what happened way back then. It wasn't necessarily something between Dirk and Chief Keith themselves. I believe there was a slew of OTF niggas that went in Chief Keith's shit mm -hmm. and they robbed a lot of his stuff. And I I think Dirk refused to apologize over it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's never the the two. Yeah, it's, it wasn't it's, the two big ones. Yeah, yet. it's always the like, little niggas making yeah. like static around it that makes things harder. And you know, you gotta just stand on on your shit. You know, you can't even though that's what happened between Biggie and Tupac. Right. It wasn't even about them niggas. Exactly, it happened right. around certain other little niggas. The guys, this nigga shot and exactly, he got bigger than life. So that's that's why I say it would be hard, just because we know Dirk. Um, he stands on on that that street shit on the. He'll play Chief Keep songs at the. At the concert though, and say shout out, shout yeah, out, just Keith. just on some Chicago, just on his it's love shit, yeah, yeah. yeah, but on some like really like friendship shit, like, back together, face to face, take, has, the, take the stage together. He has too much, um, what's the word? Like his his mentality, bro. Like he's too hard body. If he was to go meet with Chief Keith and shake hands and rekindle Kumbaya, it's gonna hurt so too much for the street respect that he has for shit that's completely outside of the music. This is just back home shit. But he's almost healed. Roy, stop. <laughs> if you don't get out of here with that shit. Come on, man. He's almost healed. Healed from it, what? Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Yes. But how many niggas you know really going to do that? I don't see Dirk. And That's like I, saying I, I young boy saying wrong. stop the violence. Right. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong for Dirk. I want to see Dirk really be healed and really stop that violence and really rekindle with some of these niggas who... He has beef within the game, specifically Chief Keith. It oh, would be would great love it. for Chicago. But what I'm saying <clears throat> is, bro, it's completely outside of the music. Yeah, it's Dirk has to go back to Chicago and be with 
all his niggas that are still there. Chief Keefe don't got to do that. Chief Keefe ain't, he's, he might still fucking be banned from Chicago. That's my point. So imagine Dirk going back home and his niggas don't respect him no more. He don't want that. So yeah. even though he may want to rekindle, it would be nice for music, hip hop, us fans. But Dirk if, has to deal with the shit back home that he don't want to deal with. But if he the voice, he can go home and, and voice that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He got no words. No, all right, but I, I will say this though. I will say this. Even from the city that we are in, I've seen, I've seen old big homies from certain sides of like street sides go home, and they've been able to talk to little niggas. And end, we have real beef in our city that goes from like we have a northeast southwest. There's there's a, a, a true beef between our east and our south. I've seen old niggas really squash that shit before. Now it got back. It got back. Dirty, but for a time period, like he could. Chicago's different than our streets, though. So I don't know. Maybe he can go home and dead that. Maybe, but I don't think anybody died between their beef. That that beef didn't involve killing and shit like yeah. that. I I can't recall. Now, when we get down to you shot my brother, you killed my brother. Like my little sister got shot over this. It gets it gets to be irreparable damage, but. We talking about some niggas robbing some jewels over some niggas that this up 10, 15 M's now. Hey, man. Right. It sound, no, I'm with it you. sounds trivial to us. Right, right, right. I'm with you. But you know how that shit could go. <laughs> like, oh, I know because yeah. you, you've seen the stupid beef land niggas in graves. For, for nothing. For jewelry. You know and, what I'm saying? And if you think about it like that, I'm if I'm dark, I'm not about to put this on the line. Just to go shake hands with a nigga. And if I'm Dirk, this doesn't scratch my back. This is so this nigga can go have a number one album. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Man, we pardon y'all. Hey, y'all getting a gift this episode? No, I'm sorry. Hey, we don't we don't do shit often. <laughs> y'all niggas getting a treat this fucking episode. <laughs> uh, you ready to move life. on though? Let's do it. We talked about Thug. We've been talking about Gunner. We talked about little guy that we talked about Unfuk. Um, we talk about everybody. I was saying them specifically because they're in the Rico realm. Right. And this is the reason why Gunna made this plea. This is the reason why Unfuk made this this plea. And I never said that it wasn't okay to make a plea, guys. I was just saying you can't go back and make your street raps after you make the plea. If you want to get out of jail, you can talk and get out. <clears throat> Casanova, he's one of those. He's from Flatbush, New York. I believe he was a part of uh, – he was a blood – um, he was sentenced for some uh, Rico charges, racketeering charges. I think he got somewhere between twenty and forty years. Can't remember his exact sentencing, but he has just recently, after a court hearing, he denounced his blood gang. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know that jail is race and gang operated. Once he denounced his gang. He left that court hearing. He went back to his cell. And he was stabbed in the face multiple times. I heard. I, I, from what I heard, he was slashed in the face multiple times. Do you have more on it or like an official account of it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. This is coming from Double XL. This is on Friday, June 16th. It was reported that an investigation into the violence at the Essex County Correctional Facility in New York, New Jersey. Um, Casanova's face was slashed with a weapon by fellow inmate Cass and a group of men then reportedly chased down that same inmate and returned the favor 
cutting him several times in the face. When officers responded to the scene, both that other inmate and Casanova were covered in blood. Um, wait, so- wait, wait, stop right there, right there for a second. Um, and I know you're reading an article, and I hope the point got across right there, but when I heard it, it was from someone talking, not reading it. So I just want to reiterate so y'all can feel this the way I felt it. They said by the time they got to Cass, based off of the stabbing from him and the other guy, the boys or the men, I'm sorry, the men were drenched in blood. It wasn't just like you look at them and there's some red from a stabbing on the shirt. You can see marks of blood. Both bodies are completely drenched in blood. Please, all right, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want y'all to get that image. Yeah, so that's basically it. They said um, this minor incident and other weapons were employed and is under investigation. But Casanova did get slashed in the face. But I'm gonna highlight that too. Like you said, the one, the other inmate that they were chasing, they said that he got cut several times. So that makes sense as to why they say there was a lot of blood or, or them being drenched in blood. I want to highlight what you said last because. You kind of brushed over it, but um, it says this minor incident and whether weapons were employed is under investigation. We're talking about a nigga that was stabbed multiple times and the other that was slashed in the face to the point where both men were completely drenched in blood. This minor. <laughs> and I, I watched the the um, I'm not sure if you call it a president, a head or whatever you call it, of that prison facility, talk about how he was like, well, we're doing everything that we need to do. He said that we do we do checks twice a day. You niggas need to check up assholes, obviously. Sheesh. Um, you need to check inside of mouths. Sheesh. But we know prison is prison, and a shank is going to be a shank, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get in. The only thing is... Jail is just so fucking weird because the COs work for the fucking inmates. So we can't do two checks a day and expect the checks to be thorough if the the COs are the ones that are bringing them in. Because, of course, they're not going to they're not going to take anybody's knife that they just gave a nigga. Right. And if I'm inside or say I'm I'm the inmate and Kari is the CO. If I'm a big time fucking gangster and I, I'm really like that, I still have motion on the outside. So, Kari, you're going to bring me these these knives or I'm going to slice your wife's throat before you go home. That's 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 how this shit's never going to stop. Like they're never going like all the checks are going to be clean to everybody until somebody gets stabbed because the COs are going to bring them in. And the COs are going to bring them in because they're threatened by the fucking inmates. Don't be a CO. You could be a CEO. <laughs> That's Shit. funny. Don't be a CO. A CFO. Oh God. <laughs> Shit. Don't be a CO. No. Put something in the middle of CO, <laughs> nigga. No cap. It's just a terrible, fucked up, wicked system. Um, and it's because the COs, are, them niggas, are getting paid double money. They yeah, they getting bro. paid from the government. And then the they, inmate. Yeah, they going home. They getting paid by the inmate just Thanks. just to bring a bucket of KFC up there for this nigga's lunch. And if you think about it, that's why most of them do it. Like, oh, you going to pay me an extra this, this, that a week to bring you a Big Mac in this bitch? Nigga, that's $2. Wow. <laughs> Shout out, Cass. I'm glad to hear that nobody, they said minor. I'm glad to hear nobody was killed. killed. Facts. Um, because y'all know what they were trying to do. 
And once he got stabbed, you know what they was trying to do. I'm actually shocked that the casting. No, nah, the other nigga that they ran up on. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that he is at this point, you know, still alive because you get run up on by multiple niggas, and the report says several times, like, and they only say it in the face, like, you know how jail, like, nah, niggas going for your, your body. You know what I'm saying? Going for your chest, your neck, something that's gonna kill you. Yes, face. They was headed for that face. I'm, I just want to know, like, damn, like, why they didn't? They were probably trying to give him that buck fifty. Hey man, like you said, I don't want to be inside. <laughs> I'm I'm cool on it. It's just uh, it's, it's yeah, that's it, tough. It is what it is. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on down the line. We are in music still, but we're moving over kind of to the film space of it. Okay. The weekend, his new show, The Idol. It's still the most popular show on the internet. It's still, I, I believe, the the most highly watched show on HBO or uh, on extended cable at the moment. So you know what I mean by not not your basic cable. Once you get to the HBOs and the movie channels, it's the highest rated show right. out of those right now. Um, but it was rumored that there would not be a second season just based of all of the, the negative backlash that had been received, um, not just on the character that The weekend plays, but the storyline behind the character, because from what's being told, this is loosely based off of The weekend's own life. And there are some hints and some innuendos and some stories in there that are very reminiscent of the uh, the relationship of The weekend and Selena Gomez. A lot of the female viewers or the female social media um, users took to Instagram, Twitter, and they were very upset about how this basically played out the exact relationship of The weekend and Selena Gomez. They thought it was disrespectful. They thought this should be pulled down out of respect and sensitivity towards Selena. HBO said, that's a fucking lie. We're not pulling that down. <laughs> Absolutely, man. They, they took to their official PR page on Twitter. Um, I have it right here. It said, it is being misreported that a decision on the second season of The Idol has been determined. It has not. And we look forward to sharing the next episode with you on Sunday night. This was tweeted on June 15th. What I will say is there are two things in entertainment. It's to be loved or it's to love to be hated. Nobody wants to just be hated. Of course, this isn't loved right now, mm -hmm. but this is the most popular show right now because everyone loves to hate it. And being loved to hate is second to being loved. So um, this is not going anywhere. As long as y'all are watching this, as long as y'all are talking about this, as long as y'all are um, tweeting, making mm -hmm. posts about this on Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is, it's not fucking going anywhere because you're just making it more popular. I was about to say, you're just making more money. That's how HBO is looking at it. Yeah, it may be controversial. Yeah, it may be things that, you know, can have um, an opinion formulated about whether or not you agree with it or not. They don't pub. care about that. All pubs, good pub. They don't care about that, man. The second episode was reported to draw in over 800,000 viewers. And I think that was higher than the first episode. Yo, if we're looking at Nielsen ratings and internet ratings, and we're sitting at number one, there's absolutely no reason for cancellation, buddy. No, sir. Actually... We need to get back in these offices and sign on for season two. <laughs> season two, on God. We, we need to get these writers working now. Right, is is the thing. If it's hitting like this, um, absolutely. But this has come. This has become a very tumultuous situation. 
Um, from what I heard, the weekend came in and fired the entire crew. Did we talk about this already? Nah. Okay, yeah. There was there was an entirely different storyline for the main character. There was an entirely different um outline of the characteristics for the main character. Mm-hmm. When the weekend came in, he fired the head writer. And he was like, you know what? We're going to redo all of this shit. We're going to make this nigga a narcissist. And The weekend came out and he said, no, I wanted to make this guy just like this. Because we we want him to be love to hate, like love the love to hate kind of character. We want somebody so problematic and to have so many flaws that it opens the door for us to be able to do whatever with him season two, season three. He can he can be worse. He can be better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just opens the door for anything. Agreed. And I think I think he's right. I haven't seen the show yet. Not yet, but I've I, seen it around. I need to watch it. Nah, it's only six. Supposedly supposed to be six episodes in this first season. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I gotta watch it at this point. Oh, it's a pilot season. Yeah, I was about they only to gave say. him six episodes. Yeah, just to see what happened. If he kills it for six episodes. No matter how controversial this is, the weekend is gonna have to not want to do this for it to not come back. Mm-hmm. And um, with the weekend changing his name from the weekend to Abel, I see what he's doing. If he's planning to be a TV star now, he's okay. got the face for TV too. Yeah, yeah. fucker. <laughs> I'm, um, dead, I'm dead. But yeah, I can't wait to watch this. We're, this is the Monday pod, but it's technically still Saturday, so I'm gonna give this a view this evening. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on. Let's stay in music. We went from music film. Let's go music business. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun told us that, uh, or a report came out that let us know that Scooter Braun has profited $250 plus million from the sale of Taylor Swift's Masters. Um, I believe the uh, actual number was $265 million. Am I correct? You're correct. All right. Yeah. And they said that was between, all right, so first- he owned the music, uh, or I believe he owned the music or the rights to Taylor Swift's entire catalog. Mm-hmm. He sold the music to a company. Mm-hmm. Then he bought the company and sold the company. Basically, <laughs> this and, fucker and, and, and is smart. Profited. All right, and can you profited. can you give us? I know you have a timeline of it. All right, so Scotter Scooter Scotter. I was like, is this nigga crazy? I just, I just said Scooter. Nah, on. bro. It was a different name right here. So oh. this, that's why it messed me up. Scott Broche, I don't know who that is. But they sold first. And then Big Machine Records is the publishing, right? And then those publishing holdings were sold to another group, which included Taylor's albums. Uh-huh. So then he had that. And then he sold it again, like you said. And that's where he made the profit. So it says here that Scooter sold the holdings, which excluded the masters to a Korean company, Hype. Remember, that was the $1.2 billion deal. And then Scooter sold her albums to another holding, which was Shamrocks, for $405 million. And then that profit was $704 million before tax. And then afterwards, the profit from that sale was $265 million. To dumb it down... I just have the guy's tweet that posted mm-hmm. that that timeline. Scooter Braun bought the company that owned Taylor Swift's Masters. He then sold the company with everything except her Masters. Right. He kept 
the masters right. and sold everything from that company exactly. and made a big profit from it. He then sold her masters exclusively, right. like exclusively, mm-hmm. and made another big profit. This nigga, if we put him in the housing market, he'd be the biggest flipper of all time. <laughs> this nigga's a flipper. Big flip. Flip. Big flip. Flip. Flipper. Flip. Game over. <laughs> that nigga really said game over. That nigga really having. And then he took all that shit and made Taylor re-record her albums just to get some paper back. Just to get some money, bro, because Taylor wasn't making no music from her. I mean, no money from her Of course, her he music. didn't make her. Yeah, but she yeah, was like, yo, if I want to take the power back, I have to re-record all of my albums. And she did. And I mean, she's still making millions off of that. Facts. I'm looking at her re-recorded albums. These bitches are at the top of the Billboard charts. Man, y'all niggas love that fucking Taylor Swift, man. That's crazy, man. And then she she Shit. got she got all ages too, bro. That's the thing. Like you know, we we talk about certain artists. They only have like a certain age group, right? Maybe you have a younger Everybody. age group. Maybe you have you know the twenties to thirty. Maybe you have the thirties to forties. Taylor Swift has grandparents that show up to her concert. It's because when she started, she was a nice, good, clean country singer, and I'm sure when those kids were children. Their mothers and fathers and grandparents were buying them tickets to go see Taylor Swift. They made their way over to Taylor Swift and became fans there. Mm-hmm. And decades have gone by, and there are still kids whose parents and grandparents are doing that for them. She has endless fans, and she doesn't make vulgar, explicit lyrics. So mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa can yeah, show up to the concert say, all have fun. and yeah. have a great time. Mm-hmm. They can't do that at a lot of our concerts. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, of course. Of course. And luckily for Taylor Swift, she has not started aging. And if she has, they ain't showing us. <laughs> she looks like she's 24 still. And that's that's very um, beneficial for her career. Yeah. But back to Scooter Braun, bro, like I really just want to, you know, we talk about label heads and industry, music industries and how things work. Bro, he really made like a billion off of music that's not his. He's a shrewd fucking businessman, but you got to take your hat off to it. But that's how it works. And he just picked up QC with his rich ass. Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens with that moving forward. But um, He just sold like five or like $15 million worth of stock in that company. Hype. Okay, thought you were saying QC. I um, mean, it's now owned. By, I mean, QC right, is now owned by Hive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, man. I just, I just want to make that clear. Like that's, that's how you know business can work. And yeah, you can feel that. Oh, it's not fair because the artists, you know, they're not making enough mu- money from the music. And I agree with you hundred percent. But that's how it goes sometimes, bro. Like he has no connection with the music at all. He ain't make none of that music. He made a billion from. It. I was gonna say, um, and and that's gross. He'll be a billionaire. He'll be a billionaire in three to four years. Yes, easy. He's one of those niggas that that's that's that shit, y'all. That when y'all ask, where is my stream money going? Scooter Braun has. Scooter it. Braun. Has it, <laughs> Scooter Braun has it, nigga. Yeah, Elliot Grange it. has your your music. Lu, uh, Lucian, Lucian Grange, Grange has your music. Yep. Um, who am I thinking of? Kevin Lyles. Kevin, oh, Kevin Lyles definitely has your money. No, but I'm thinking of um, Murder, Inc. Uh, what's his name? Leor Cohen. Leor. Fuck, I couldn't think of <laughs> Leor has all of your fucking money, nigga. Yeah. 
Between Leor and Lucian Grange, oh, them niggas so... Yeah, I got them niggas confused. <laughs> they look like all evil motherfuckers look Absolutely. like. Absolutely. <laughs> but they got all you niggas shit sewed yeah, up. Without a doubt. And Lucian has the old generation and 2010, before his like money sewed up, his son Elliot has all the new niggas money sewed up. We're just talking about Trippy Red. And hey. That's why I was... All that shit, Elliot's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 300? Is that what it is? What neah, is it, uh, is 10K Project. 10K. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get that shit confused. My bad. 300 is Kevin. Yeah. He got your shit too. Yep, yep, yep. He's trying to... Never mind. 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 <laughs> He's actually doing a lot for us over there at 300, so I appreciate that. <clears throat> can, we, can we leave music though? Moving on. All right. We are in sports now. I think we've kind of got to the last sector of the podcast. Okay. And we're way past the two hour mark. Let's get it. Let's do it. Uh, Michael Jordan has decided he will finally sell his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. That's been done already. They're in the final stages of just making sure everything is signed off on. Mm -hmm. Um, But he sold the majority stake. He bought it in 2010 for $250 million. We're sitting in 2023, 13 years later, and it's now evaluated at over $3 billion. That's a smart man. Hey, that's how you do business, man. That's a smart man. That's how you do business. After watching Air, you can tell how he's had some of the smartest business advice coming from the home yeah. from the very beginning. Absolutely. But we talk about a nigga that's about a buck like he from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Michael George is about a buck. No doubt, man. And um, he was already the very first billionaire to come from the NBA. This is just going to take him into a brand new space as it pertains to athletes. He's going to be, is he the richest athlete of all time? No. Maybe. Because if athlete? not, yeah, he, he should be the richest athlete of all time. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who would even come close. Um, As far as like evaluation. Yeah, yeah Michael Jordan's yeah. the richest athlete of all time. And I don't know why we didn't think this. Tiger. Tiger's number yeah, two. I was yeah. thinking Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Ti- Boy, them niggas rich, man. Man. Forever. But thoughts on Michael? Um, not surprised because he's been talking about doing this for at least the last two, three years, selling the stake. Um, I wish he would still hold on to it though, just because he's got, major- he's got minority stake still. Still, okay. Yeah. Charlotte just has a bright future, man. They got a young core superstar. You know, they can stay healthy. If Lamelo can stay healthy, they've got a really bright future. But they just, they just a young team that you think that you know somewhere down the road they could still compete. You know, but Jordan at this point in time, bro, he's sixty if I'm not mistaken. Wow. He's done so much in the basketball realm that it makes sense for you to want to venture off and do something else. So I'm not mad or like upset that he's selling it because you get to a certain point where maybe it's just not fun anymore. Maybe you you lose. The, I was going to say lose. You, well, you lose like, I don't want to say the love for the game, but like, bro, being an owner comes with a lot. Especially if you lose every fucking year. He hasn't oh, had a yeah. winning season as long as he's been the facts, fucking owner. Facts. So, yeah, of course, if he was winning NBA championships, facts, he would keep it. Who, he would keep this. Who would it? But no, it's time to give this up. And honestly, to be completely honest, we just wanted to see the greatest player of all time own a league and perhaps do well with it. But it's time somebody has came in here and did what Change needs to be done with yeah. Charlotte because, hey, he plays good as a motherfucker. He can't own a team. Like he's not done what needs to be done to yeah. to make this team sufficient enough right. to even compete. Right. Um. So yeah, it's time for the tables to turn. 
They've already sold majority stake off. I, I believe there were two different people that got majority stake, one that's attached to a private equity company. But uh, I want to talk, there was a country artist um, along with J. Cole. Yep. Who has retained a bit of minority stake in Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte so, Hornets. Uh-huh. So the country star is Eric Church. Eric Church. That's who it was. Yep. And then, like you said, J. Cole, they were announced as well to be a part of the ownership group. Um, this new ownership group that's gonna, you know, lead it for however long. North Carolina on. native, like it makes sense. Yeah, the the basketball connection, like it was just obvious that J Cole, like once this J Cole gonna try to suit up. <laughs> facts, y'all need one. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm technically a part of the team, y'all. Facts, facts, but no, I'm I'm not even shocked from Cole, bro. Like that's big ups though, like to even have his name in that conversation for sure. That, that's amazing, bro. Like who would have ever thought? But obviously, being from um, you know North Carolina. Um, having that connection, like we said, with the NBA, the relationship that he has with players, coaches, um, it just makes sense for him to be able to have that opportunity. But I like it just outside of Cole. I like just the music connection that we're still trying to do between basketball um, and music, specifically hip hop. Like there's always been a connection there. So it's cool to still see that in ownership realm now. I know basketball was started in the early 1900s, but we're in the 2020s now. Basketball is hip hop. I I hate to break it to you, but from the players to the style of play to the style of outfitting that's been changed year after year to suit those that thrive in the hip hop community. Hip hop, I mean, basketball is so hip hop from the warm up music. I was about to say, even from the networks, specifically ESPN and ABC, if you look, Right before they go to commercials, like once they're done, they cut off. They always playing hip hop. Absolutely. Music. If you're ever at a basketball game outside outside of the defense, when you hear music being played, it's hip hop. It's hip hop. Yeah. Basketball is hip hop. Yep. It, no, I, I will take that away. The NBA is hip hop because we got basketball across the globe, and I don't know what the fuck they do over here. The NBA is hip hop. Absolutely. <clears throat> And uh, shout out Cole. He's making big, big, big moves. That nigga will be a billionaire soon, too. Sheesh. That'd be crazy. I don't know if he wants to be a billionaire, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But let's stay in NBA. Okay. We've been waiting on the decision, the fate of John Morant to be finalized. Adam Silver, as well as the NBA, has come forward with that. He's received a 25-game suspension. Yeah, this was announced uh, this previous week on Friday by ESPN, specifically Woj. Just over a quarter of the season. Yeah, reported it first. But um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, before the suspension came, we were speculating, you know, full season, 50 games, however many games. I was stuck on 50. 25 games, I'm not going to lie to you. It's too light. I feel like John got off. It's too light. That's light work. I I feel like. The way I said this pods ago, they had a heftier, lengthier sentence okay. in mind for Ja. Okay. And they saw how all of those commentators and athletes reacted. Okay. Now, you know what, guys? We're going to create too much of an issue if we give him 50 games or a full season. Dial it back. And it's specifically when they heard Stephen A. Okay. I think he has that big of a voice. Um. Nevertheless... 
This was his second time. He was caught doing it twice after they told him not to the first time. Mm-hmm. Whatever the NBA was willing, like, was ready to hand down, I was going to be like, okay, fair. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter. Because like, you knew it. Right, you, you, you knew, knew it at this com- point. Right, right. You knew it was coming. Unfortunately, they could have they handed the big bitch down to him and be like, hey, bro, you can't come back here. And I would have been like, bro, you, hey, hey you, you did that. You, you did it. You know, it was all your fault. I wouldn't have thought it was fair, but you did it. Facts. Um. 25 is light. 25 is very light. Now, along with that, it, um, the NBA, Adam Silver, did also state that Ja will also be required to meet certain conditions before he returns to play and will be ineligible to participate in any public league or team activities, um, which includes preseason games during the course of his suspension. What I will say is this is just over a quarter of the season I want to go out on a limb and say they know they're they know they that Memphis is going to miss the playoffs without them if they do this, but they still could fuck around and do it. I mean, bro, to be honest, twenty five games is only into like month two. Yeah, I know. I know, but I think in their head, what they're thinking is like, well, we're going to teach him a lesson on what the team will be like and how much they need him, and he won't be there. We're going to severely like we're going to put his playoff chances in fucking jeopardy. Okay. By the time he gets back, that. I hear you on that. Like yeah. we're going to fuck this up for you and the team. So yeah, yeah. after this season, your team is going to be able to look at you and go, "Hey, nigga, you have seen how you fuck us up. You need to be here." Facts. Ja doesn't care about that. <laughs> Hopefully he does. Nah, Ja's Ja's a young nigga. What is he? Twenty two. Yeah, something like that. You were 22. I was. I ain't had 200 million, though. That only <laughs> makes you give less of a fuck, Carl. Like, I know, I know. We had more, <laughs> we had more we to had, lose being broke. I was going to say, we had less. It did give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, we gave more of a fuck <laughs> right, right. with less. Exactly. Yeah, the 200 M's only makes him give a fuck less because he's like, yo, nigga, if I fuck this up, I'm, I'm guaranteed. I got some. I got M sitting in the bank right now. If mm-hmm. they kick me out, mm-hmm. and that's a vicious fucking. That's, that's a wild mindset. Hey, like if they do kick me out, I'm up two hundred M's. Yeah, it's a wild mindset to have, but it's it's definitely something that you can't put it past these young niggas today. Like it's very possible for him to think that way. You saw Joe post that water gun, bro. <laughs> it was a lighter. I thought. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it was the lighter. It was the lighter. What the fuck are we doing? Hey, we know that's not what that was, Ja. I was going to say, if y'all don't know, so what happened? Ja allegedly, after he got called the second time, sent videos and images of the so-called gun to close family members, is what they're saying, Mm -hmm. to show them that it's not really a gun that I had this time. It's a lighter that is a gun. Basically, once you pull the trigger, it's a lighter. And he was (laughs) lighting a candle with it like, look, y'all, this is what I had in the video. I'm like... Um, the same way you got apprehended for that, uh, and I'm not even trying to make it like serious. I'm just saying, like, nigga, we don't know the difference. That's how Tamir Rice got shot. Exactly. I'm not even meaning it on the bro. You can die. I don't mean it like that. But I mean, like, nigga, we can't tell the difference from your real gun from your fake gun. Not on a video. I was gonna say it makes no difference. Truly makes no difference. Uh, but for John Morant, man, I said this before. I'll say it again. You know. I want to see bro win. I really Me do. Too. Me too. I really want to see him win. So in all of the 
comedy and jokes that we get off, I really, really hope that he can turn the situation around because once he will. again, he, t- he made another statement. It's too long. I don't want to read the whole thing, but he's once again said this offseason, he's going to focus on mental health. He's going to focus on making better decisions. So again, if that is really the issue with him, I hope he gets help. I hope he turns it around because he is a role model. He's the face, one of the faces of the NBA for years to come. He's a star. And if we're talking about for our community, hip hop, African American community, he the biggest thing. We need Ja. You need Ja. You know he, what I'm saying? He's the 2020s Allen Iverson. We need him. You got to have him. Absolutely. Back to what you just said, the NBA being hip hop started with AI. Yeah. So the continuation Today is modern day. It's John Morant. Morant. We need him. Hey, we yeah, we need him. From him and Body and the NBA young boy, like the it's a parade inside my. Yo, we need you there. We need. We you. need you to represent the culture. Yes, just do it. We like we like Luca. <laughs> yeah, but like he ain't, yeah. Shit, we love Jamal. He black. Yeah, he ain't hip hop. We need it. We got to get this right, John Morant. You saw, it, he, you saw he never responded. I guess um, Skip Bayless reached out to Ja on behalf of Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne was like, you know, I've had gun charges. I've been here. I've had my life on the line. Let me mentor him. No, I didn't see that. No reply. I mean, I'm not replying to Skip Bayless either. Wayne, yeah. Wayne could get to Ja himself if he needs to, if he really want to do that. You don't got to go through Skip. You think so? Come on now. You're right. No, yeah, I was going to say, Wayne no, can get to no, Ja. On, he can get to Ja. <laughs> like, let's yeah, be he real. Get, he can get to ja. <laughs> <laughs> now, why we got to go through Skip for that? Well, it's because Lil Wayne is that close to, to, Skip. to Skip. I know. I know the and connection. And since Skip yeah. is sports. I know the connection. I'm just saying like from a, from yeah, a like black Wayne man ain't to a black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably would have got Wayne, further. Yeah, from Wayne to Ja. Uh, ja Shit, was probably like, yo, why he sent, why he sent Skip? <laughs> <laughs> like, for and real. Ignore that. <laughs> Anyways. Skip trolling. That's probably what Ja thought. For real. Uh, let's move into our last topic. We're still in sports. Okay. All right. Sportsbook, guys. I don't know if y'all know what Sportsbook is, but it's the odds under over betting that's able to be uh, used online, social media, for you to be able to generate income from sporting events that happen. Sportsbook just announced that they will now offer over under betting on the Special Olympics, Corey. <laughs> Yo, dude. Oh, hey. Um, I have a couple of different thoughts on this. Okay, I'll let you go first. We should be able to bet on sports. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I don't even think we're able to bet on the regular Olympics yet. Number one, I don't think so. Number two, these are not Olympians that we've been following for years and years and years. So we don't know the level of skill mm-hmm. of what these people are getting into. Number, th- which which leads me to believe this is a big fucking joke, um, which is kind of disrespectful. Um, number three, why the hell would you be putting money? And I'm not even saying this on a right, wrong kind of thing. I'm saying like, nigga, you don't know what they're about to do. Like, why would you be putting money on special people? Yeah. Because, nigga, you don't know who's going to win. Like, this this is a toss-up. 
every single event. Absolutely. So like the odds are not even in your favor. Like, not from, even from the betting. We can't even do better. this by probability. Yeah, There's no. Say, what, what's the over under? Right. From the bet the better standpoint, it don't even make sense to bet on this. Well, there should be no over under for this. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. And then just going back to just like the the. The disrespect. Like. That's what leads me to believe that they're only giving this stuff out as a joke because we have no scale mm-hmm. to find out who's better or worse than mm-hmm. the others. No over under. So you're introducing this to us so we can bet as a fucking joke. And in return, probably only make them more money. Yeah. Sportsbook and, and, and the whole gambling industry itself. And the thing about it is, I mean, I think Sportsbook allows different people to be able to set up to bet mm-hmm. the actual people that are doing it it's called betonline.ag that's the actual brand who made the bold move to offer the first ever uh first ever special olympics odds okay um so i think it's through betonline.ag but sportsbook is sponsoring it i don't like this i don't like this at all man like i said earlier i just think it's disrespectful to that community you know what i mean the special olympics is something great within itself to allow special needs people to compete. You know what I'm saying? And whatever sport that they wouldn't have been able to do on a more professional level, you know, but to have Shit is people classless. betting on that. It's classless. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, like our our society manages is crazy. Like I'm I don't agree with this at all. And when you bring in what I said, like what I say or what I said about like it's not like we've been following these athletes for exactly. years. If it's I, I don't know who the swimmers are from nowadays, so I'm gonna rewind. I would put money back on Lochte and Phelps any day. Oh my god, because <laughs> we've been watching them go crazy for so long during these Olympic trials. Exactly. That we're like, oh okay, I got money on America, I got money on China, I got money on this, I got money on. We don't know that with the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all are trying to profit. Off of special needs. Yeah, and it's not even just off of special needs. It's off of making fun of special needs because it's one of those ha-ha, $50 says he beats this nigga up. Or like when you got two of your little cousins that are about to fight yeah. and your older cousins are like, no, I got five on this one. Like this yeah. nigga about to get his ass beat. Yeah. That's what this is. It's, it's dirty. Yeah. it's uh, You said classless. I'll even go as far, further to say it's tasteless, bro. Like, it is. It's... Just, it's it's just crazy. Like, don't do this, guys. Yeah, bro, like for real. I don't think we've ever gotten on here and just straight up like told niggas like, don't go here. Don't don't do this. Yeah. Let's end this. Nah, for real. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and the way you ended, like you said, just not participating. Like, let's not do this. This sucks. Yeah. Um, but I think that that rounds out the pot. Absolutely, man. I just have one more thing I want to say. Uh, you know, once again, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Yeah, man. Happy Father's Day. Yes, all sir. Y'all. Not talking off and uh, it's not talked about enough. Fathers are not appreciated as as much as mothers are on Mother's Day. So we do want to take the time to let all of the fathers, the stepfathers, mm-hmm. um, the father figures, yep, the fathers that stepped up, the barbers that give father advice, absolutely, um, man. the doctors, um, lawyers, PO caseworkers, mm-hmm. um, mentors, yep, yep, yep. that. That father, the youth, um, we take our fucking hats off to y'all because it's only as I get older and step into the education space or step into real life and deal with teenagers and young kids that don't have daddies that you go, oh, man, 
shit would be night and day if he had a man in his life. Correct. Um, so hats off to the niggas that are there in those places. Yep. You need that. Yep. <clears throat> Anything else? Uh, no, man. Just just second to everything you said, man. Just, you know, once again, to everybody that's, um, you know, just playing that role, even if it's someone that, like you mentioned, that's you're not the real father, you're a mentor, you're an uncle, you're a grandparent, you know, you're a cousin. Just everybody that's stepping up, man. Like, especially in our community, the black community, we need that. Um, I know you. we speak in, like, everybody, but in our communities, bro, like, we've seen what a male figure can do for a child. Right? And we have a stereotype to fight. Exactly. So shout out to y'all. That's all. Uh, that's stepping up, man. Um, once again, happy Father's Day. And then the last thing, happy Juneteenth. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's Monday and you better enjoy that motherfucking Monday off. <laughs> and if you are here right now on Monday, take that fucking headset off and tell that white man to eat a goddamn yeah. We ain't slaves no more, nigga. Absolutely, bro. So that's it, man. I don't Let's know if you got it. more. That's it, man. That's episode 247 of the Rise and Grind podcast. I think my fucking song of the week goes straight into it. Man, we get out. Get the fuck out of that shit, man. <laughs> Have a great Monday. We'll see y'all on Thursday. I get out. I'll get out of all your boxes, I'll get out You can't hold me in these chains, I'll get out Father, free me from this bondage Knowing my condition is the reason I must change Your stinking resolution is no type of solution Preventing me from freedom, maintaining your pollution I won't support your lie no more I won't even try no more If I have to die, oh Lord That's how I choose to live I won't be compromised no more I can't be victimized no more I just don't sympathize no more Cause now I understand You just wanna use me You say love then abuse me You never thought you'd lose me But how quickly we forget Nothing is for certain You thought I'd stay here hurting Your guilt trip's just not working Repressing me to death Cause now I'm choosing life, yo I'll take the sacrifice, yo If everything must go, then go That's how I choose to live Dress.